A man has allegedly killed his brother right here in this apartment behind me. Apparently, the older of the two brothers had a history of abusing his younger sibling, and authorities are speculating that the younger brother finally resorted to murder to put an end to his years of torment. Police are asking this normally quiet community for their cooperation, asking citizens to stay away from the grisly scene and avoid the urge to come and see things for themselves. Hey, Beavis, I know where that is. Really? <laughs> we should go check it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good idea. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> Coming to you from beautiful upstate New York, this is the Slam Till Podcast, a show about all things pinball. I'm your host, Ron Hallett, here with my co-host, Bruce Nightingale. It's finally fucking warming up up here great intro f-bomb within the first 10 seconds of the podcast that's what i like yes i'm trying for new records here please no please no and welcome to episode 90 godzilla versus megalon <laughs> what this is the one with jet jaggar in it make jaggar's brother Yeah, jet jaggar he's like a robot and then somehow he he programs himself to get bigger so he's the same size as like godzilla and he, like, tag teams with Godzilla against two other monsters. Doesn't it sound cool? No? Wow. No. Well, don't worry. There's only, like, two more. So Thank God. Thank and God. Then, we, then you'll be the miserable one. Because uh, I won't have... I wouldn't have seen half of the ones we're going to do, so... I cannot wait. You cannot I wait. I haven't seen any of yours, so what the hell? I don't believe... You haven't seen a single Godzilla movie. Not in, like, 25 years. When they used to play on in the mornings on uh, on WPIX. All right, we, we have two guests today. And let's see, ha- have they seen Godzilla movies? Well, we know one probably hasn't. Which one of us? You. Either. You, me. Either. No, I, I, have I seen them? Yes. Do I remember them? No. Thank you. <laughs> I've seen it's, the two American abominations. Oh, we're counting those. Okay, so technically no, I do remember that. We can't count those. We okay, count then them. I don't know anything. <laughs> well, yeah. we're, we're not alone this week. Hey, see, see uh, my timing's a little off there. We have two guests. <laughs> We have Mr. Steve Bowden. Welcome. Hello. Thank you. And we have our very own Zach. Hi, Zach. Hey. Hi, Zach. Hi, Zach. <laughs> Hi, Steve. How are you guys doing tonight? Very well. We have very the well, ultimate actually. battle between positivity and negativity. <laughs> <laughs> Who will win? This is literally the, the, the good and what is it? The... The light and dark side. What is the good side of the force? Is it the light side? The light, yes. Is that what they call it? Do they ever oh, call yes, that? Right. Yes, it sounds. They don't call it that in the movies, though. It's just there's the force and there's the dark side of the force. They never say the light side of the force. Someone's going to correct me, but suck you do. I figured you were going to go with the good, the bad, and the ugly, but then I wasn't sure where you'd fit in, Ron. Ooh. Oh. I'll take the ugly. He was on today. I'll be Tuco all day. One of my favorite all-time movies. Mm. Mm-hmm. Even I've seen it twice. Whoa, 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 oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, number one, it's old, so I can't believe you've seen it. And you've seen it twice. That denotes that you may have wanted to see it again. My, my parents are big fans, and they like they have the soundtrack and stuff. and So they forced you to see it twice. Yeah, well, as far as westerns go, it's mildly watchable compared to every other western that's not a Mel Brooks movie. 
How many Western Mel Brooks movies are there? Blazing Saddles and... Come on, Bruce, you're the expert. That's all there is. That's all I know of. Yeah, yeah that's all I thought there was. I was ready to hear another one. Yeah, so no, was I. I wish there was. Sounds good to me. All right. So, Zach has seen the good and bad... Wow. Okay. That That's, that's surprising. Amazing! <laughs> wow. Wow. Um, just a word... A, a, a note here at the beginning of the podcast. So he doesn't have to insert it. No, yeah, I don't have to insert it again like the, the last podcast. Uh, we need your help. The, the Slam Till podcast needs your help. I was uh, informed by one of our Slam crew that he had issues getting the uh, podcast from our website. Fail. That he went to download it and it would just hang and not finish. I have not been able to replicate this issue from at least four or five other internet points and my cellular also. So I am delaying the leaving podcast garden until we can make sure we don't have an issue here. Plus, I I did some more research, and it looks like we're pretty much going to be screwed when we move. We're going to lose. Everyone's going to have to resubscribe. No! No! If if you're doing it through like iTunes or something like that, yeah, you're that's gonna, what I was gonna ask. Even if you're on iTunes, yeah. it doesn't auto refresh. No, or, I mean, see, I don't know, I don't know yet. Yeah, see, see, if you control the the old site, you can do it. You can do it. You can do it. You modify the URL and then you put a 301 redirect on the actual website, so right. that way you can keep all your subscribers and all that stuff. But since it's Podcast Garden, I don't control any of that, so I'm kind of screwed. Mm-hmm. Well, congratulations. But if you're using a podcatcher and you're just putting the RSS feed in, you're in luck. You can just go to slamtillpodcast.com and look for our RSS feed and just plug it in your podcatcher. But for now, when I release this on Thursday, once you hear this, if you listeners can just go to our site, slamtillpodcast.com, you'll see the link for this episode. Go in and try the download link. Let us know if you have any issues. And specifically, if you could do it during the day when you're at work. I'm not kidding, because that's, that's when it was tested. I've tested it after work, you know, later in the day. I've had no issues, but I need to make sure this thing is stable before we go over to it. Uh, full power, full steam full, ahead. Full steam Fuck ahead, everyone. yeah. So if it works fine, fine. You don't have to do anything. If you have issues, please email us at slamtillpodcast at gmail.com. I blame the Australians. Everyone thinks be, wow. because Ryan C. helped us out here, everyone thinks it's an Australian <laughs> site. It's it's like DreamHost. It's like a regular – it could be anywhere. It could be anywhere in the world, Bruce. It's in the cloud. It's, it's, in, the, it's in the cloud. Yeah. It's in space. The final frontier. Yes. So how was everybody's weekend? Well, well, well. I guess we're going to get into some of that, right? Yes, pin, we are. PinFest. PinFest. Allentown PinFest. Let's just get right into it. Allentown Pinfest took place on Friday and Saturday. I got my little notes here. Good, because I, I just have what I'm trying to remember in my brain, and it's quickly going away. Quickly so going away? It's quickly leaving. <laughs> All right. Well, we had lots of um, – the newer games were on display there. We had a we had a bunch of Iron Maidens. We had, I think, two Houdinis. Three. Three? No, there's three. Okay. There's three. There's two in the one booth, and then there's one at okay. Pinball Star. Right. And then there was uh, Pirates. I think there's two of those. Yes. 
But then they had they had two of those with the with the three disc setup though. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to get into that because I have a question about that. Maybe someone will know. And Alice Cooper was there. I think it was just the one. And TNA was and there. And TNA was there. Don't forget MMR and AFMR and a box that says CGC Game 3 on it. CGC Game 3. Hmm. What could that mean? Whatever the game after AFM is. Monster Bash. Or Bash, yeah. 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 Yep. We don't, we don't know that, though. Yeah, we do. All we know is that there was a presumably empty box. Uh, there. We, we know that the uh, was it the well, well we'll get to this when we get to the news because that that's in there. Bruce, how was your experience? How was Allentown for you? Oh, I'll let you guys go first because I spent the shortest time there. I well, think, we figured we get you out of the way, Bruce. Mine was fine. Uh, I uh, left. I had a I had a meeting at the bar at twelve o'clock. And then uh, I left at 1, got down to Allentown around 5.30, met Zach right away, helped him purchase something, which we'll talk about in a few seconds, bought some parts, bought a lot of parts, bought a lot of shit. Uh, What did I buy? I think it was a Stern weekend for me. This truly was the full Stern and not new Stern. Get off this new Stern kick. We're talking Stern Electronics and the afterbirth. Of Stern Electronics. The afterbirth yeah. of Stern Electronics. <laughs> wow. We wow. just let that sit there. <laughs> yes, I am. Just letting that's, it go. I think we got boost. our title a, already. Wow. Afterbirth. That's a boostism of another level right there. That is Well, because it is, because it's it's pin it's Pinstar. Pinstar, right? Yeah, that's right. But maybe we, we need more explanation. Wouldn't that be the after death or like the resurrection of Stern Electronics, Bruce? Uh it could be. Either way. The day before we left, Zach would Zach would let's go. That's why I wanted Zach to go first because Zach was down there the day before. He actually saw. Well, so Thursday. did so did Scott C. Hi Scott. Hi Scott. And what we're talking about, folks, is the infamous Gamatron, one of Bruce's holy grails. Probably holy the last God. holy grail left at this point. So let me let me. I will read Scott Char- Scott C. Uh, we said his name before. Scott Charles email. Yes. He says there's a Gamatron here. And then, in typical Scott C. fashion, never mind, he wants 1500 bucks for it. He's nuts. <laughs> now, this is Scott. I mean, if he pays more than $500 for something, it's overpriced. So, so for those who don't know, what's Gamatron, Bruce? Please explain that to our listeners. Gamatron was made by Pinstar. Now, everyone's going, what the hell is Pinstar? Well, after Stern Electronics in 1984 went out of business, Gary Stern made another company. And called Data East. No, false. <laughs> he made a company called Pinstar. Technically, he's not false. It did happen. He's just getting the timeline wrong. Yes. So, but not the next company. The next company is Pinstar. After that, it is Data East. But uh, Pinstar was a company that was based off of conversions. So, what you would do is you would have your old junky Lost World. Sitting in your warehouse, collecting, making no money for you at all. Or any yeah. other Bally or Stern game. Yes. And you would actually rip out that old playfield in Backlass and put in a conversion playfield with Backlass. With a couple of extra, bo- uh, extra board or two and modifications, as me and Zach are finding about how fun they are, on a game. And this game was called Gamatron. And this was based off of Flight 2000, but instead of a wide body, 
as Flight 2000 was shipped. This is a narrow body. It was redesigned by Steve Kirk himself. Yeah, put all new uh, numbering in his system. There's an SK-9 on there, SK-8, SK-7, so all the numbers are there. And uh, they sold about 125 of these. And it went nowhere. And a year later, Gary went and uh, created Data East. But this is the one of two that were made by Pinstar. The second one was actually made by GP, General Products, which we also saw there as a Bullseye 301 kit. Bullseye 301. So who made that? General Products. So that's not Gary Stern. Well, he actually inquired about it, making the second one. And then after the first one, Gamertron did not sell well. He backed out of the deal, but Gamertron, uh, but game, uh, General Product, Grand, whatever, Grand Product or General Products, made the sec- already had it already done. So they're like, well, we'll make our 150 that we're going to make this time, and try to sell it all. And it didn't sell well at all either, because back then, 85 games were coming out with ramps and high, you know, and alphanumerics and some better sounds, and there you are stuck with older sounds, no ramps, no alphanumerics. It's hard to compete. Interesting. Yes. Zach then called me Thursday night saying, you know, hey, and other people did too. Brad did and a couple other people saying, there's a Gamertron here. You should really check this out. And I'm like, well, I'm not getting down there until Friday. So, Zach, join in the conversation now, please, for Thursday night's information. Well, I contacted the guy on Thursday night and asked him about it, and he said, come by and see it. We'll open it up and I'll show you the stuff. And I was like, that's too bad because I'm not down there yet. And then I was like, oh, well. And then Friday morning, my father and I loaded up the truck and we drove down there and I brought my game in for free play so I could get in early. And I set the game up and then immediately left it there and went to scour the flea market to try to find Gamatron. But it was nowhere to be found. Wow. Eventually, I found out which uh, flea market vendor had had it because I recognized another game that he had been selling. He had a uh, torch with an NOS playfield for it, which I was sort of tempted by until I saw the price. And I confirmed from him that he had already sold the game on Thursday. And I was like, oh, well, that's too bad. Now we'll never have a Gamatron. The end. But is it? But is it? So then I uh, went and played in the match play side tournament which I'm sure we'll discuss the tournaments at some point mm-hmm. even though no one wants us to talk about them <laughs> and while I was while I was milling in the back there between rounds I saw Gamatron set up in the uh, just in the corner of someone's booth with a sign on that said offers I figured that someone had bought the game from the original vendor and then was immediately trying to flip it for as much money as they could get so I sent them a lowball offer, and they didn't get back to me for a few hours. And then finally, me and Bruce met up with them again and took a look at the machine and negotiated with them on the price and eventually managed to buy Gamatron. Mm-hmm. Nice. Which, Ron, put it on Instagram and, and can't figure out how to actually post the Instagram under the Slam Till page instead of my own name. <laughs> so it was, and I, I cannot figure out how to get this to work. So it goes under my name. So everyone thinks I have a Gamatron. Excellent. Congratulations. Lucky you. Do you want to sell it? 
I've been looking for one. <laughs> yeah, really, we need we need parts. Flip your non-existent Gamatron. <laughs> don't need parts, but <laughs> I, I love it. this is a kit, and it has these instructions in it. I love some of these instructions where it's like, this needs to be slanted, like like what what did it say? It needs to be. You need to put three-inch levers. Yeah, three-inch levers. levers. This standard ballet slant is insufficient. It will play too slow. You need an extra two degrees of incline. Yep. So we've included these brand new three-inch levelers. So they're telling you to jack this game up. This is this is the kind of company I like. This and then the, the, they also, I found out, they tell you to high-tap the game to get even more action out of the play field. Really? Yeah. Although they don't call it high-tapping. They just say, cut these wires and add these other wires to the transformer. But I cross-referenced it with the jumpers, and it is just high-tap it for 115 volts instead of 120. So they really want this game to play as fast as possible. As it should. Which is good, because that's how you should all, always set up your games. Yeah. Seven degrees or bust. I agree. So uh, after that purchase, I purchased five pieces of glass. I purchased a meteor back glass. Nice shape. I purchased a wide-body bottom cabinet for a stern. I purchased a full narrow-body stern cabinet. Then I went to Marco. I bought a three sets of Bally flippers and a Stars plastic kit. And then Scott Charles comes up to me and goes, Hey, Ron doesn't want to buy my Stars playfield. Do you want to? It's NOS. Sure, what the hell? And I bought that too. So you'll have a better cheat in me than, and a better stars than me. And don't forget the nine ball. Nine ball is already better. And so is my black, my big game. And oh, uh, yeah. The Dragon Fist will probably have a better cabinet too. Yeah, but and not the playfield. Don't forget Stargazer. Oh, that's right. My Stargazer has a new play, NOS playfield. Not NOS, but the repro playfield. Yeah, so I'll be mine's waiting. NOS, so mine's automatically better. Oh, I was about to say, that's a serious streak. So, you know, when we get this head to head tournament together, we always need to pick Bruce's games. Whoever gets yep. game choice, okay. yeah, they play better. It's good strategy. So everybody get those leech strats. They play better. Well, there there was a tournament there. What? Yeah. So I think two we'll, of them. We'll, we'll just mosey on over to Mr. Well, what did you buy? What did you guys buy? Uh, me? Um, yeah. I didn't buy anything. <sighs> I, I bought turn, I bought tournament entries and food. And, okay. <laughs> really. Zach, what did so, you buy? The, or the the third thing I did after setting up my game and then selling my game and then looking around for Gamatron was I contacted like ten people off Pinside who had a, who I had made arrangements with to buy and sell things. So I bought a manual for my Black Knight, which was in incredibly good condition. I bought an MPU for my Black Hole, and the guy just terribly gave me, bad condition. Well, the MPU's in. Well, it's in, it doesn't quite work. It's got a switch matrix issue, which is when the O target, the K target, and the L target are all down, then the spinner scores 5,000 points because it thinks it's a drop target, which is really weird. But I figure I'll just replace all the chips related to that on the MPU and I'll fix it. And then when I bought that, the guy just threw in like a stack of other Gottlieb boards for free, which was nice. And then I bought a blackjack solid state populated play field to scavenge for parts for my blackjack and I bought a bell like in Space Shuttle Taxi or Black Knight 
to stick in my blackjack instead of the buzzer, which is really annoying. So hopefully the bell will sound better. And I bought an upkicker because it looked cool. It was just on the parts table. I tried to sell a system ADB transformer, which I have for some reason. I don't know what game it's for, but the person never showed up. And I bought some shrink wrap. And I tried to buy it. Then I tried to buy a torch, but that didn't work out. And all the other deals sucked. So then I went home. I got a question for you. Was buying the torch to burn black hole? (laughs) 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 It's it's because tic-tac-toe. I have a weakness for any game with a tic-tac-toe grid on it. So you have a mystic? No, I've never actually seen a mystic. You've never seen a mystic? It's probably one of the better games with a tic-tac-toe type grid on it. I agree. Well, it's no big game or timeline, so... Uh, yeah, it's no big game. I agree. Timeline actually is about equal of Mystic for the tic-tac-toe. Well, Mystic must be pretty good then. It is. Hmm. You should get one, Bruce. (laughs) Nah. So, uh, yeah, I didn't buy anything. Steve didn't buy anything except for entries to this magical pinball tournament that I didn't play in. Two tournaments. Two two magical tournaments. Did you play in both of them, Steve? Yes, I did. Um, you know, I was deciding whether I was going to play in the match play because, you know, playing in the side event can sometimes be detrimental to the main event. But, you know, I decided to do it anyway, but without really knowing what the format was going to be, I didn't really do research on it. But, you know, so I put my money in it, whatever. All of a sudden, they're like, 99 people have registered for the, I'm like, what? <laughs> what is this? How are you going to do this? How, how? And then, and then, you know, they so they describe how they're going to do it with the with the five rounds, which became four rounds because of time. I'm sorry. And was was that was that your fault? Was that yes. you getting eighty three billion on or whatever it was on on what rescue the princess mode? What was happening? Well, that that was me getting fifty five million on Tales of Arabian Nights, forcing Jason, whose name I, last name I can't pronounce. To then get eighty three million to beat me, and he couldn't see his score because he's still rescuing the princess. So we just right. had to keep playing forever. <laughs> so that's why we're all that's why we're all waiting there for this magical game of whatever it was. Yeah, so it's my fault that we lost one round of match play. <sighs> that's T- that's TGP off the table, guys. Come on, <sighs> what is this? That's terrible. But uh, yeah, so. You know, so those, so what was happening was with that, I, we were able to see that. Oh, there's a little bit extra time between the rounds, so I'd sneak in a couple of games in the main tournament where I could. But um, yeah, so we, I think we ended up having it. What was it, 101 people? Because after the tournament started, Mister and Missus Pin walked up, and I met them, which was cool. They're awesome people, and they were able to slip in starting the second round. They missed the first round. So we said, no, go ahead and. and and uh, register for the tournament so you can get your IFPA player numbers. Like this is your first event. Yeah, you'll have your number after this once it gets posted. And so, yeah, once we we started that, um, I tried to fit some entries in the main as as I could, and found that I was surviving in the main in the uh, side tournament in the match play. And you know, after we got so after so for, for the hundred and one people that melted down to the top twenty four. And for four rounds, you can imagine you pretty much have to go first and seconds in order to make it through. Um, you know, top qualifiers were basically perfect four rounds. I think I had two first and two seconds, I think. Um, so that's basically you kind of I think the, the magic number was 20 points over four games where I think it was. 
I don't know what the scoring was, but I think if you so you had, I think if you average five, which I think it was a, a second place finish, I think you got in seven five three one. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, that's but, what uh, it was. Yeah. So, so those top twenty four moved on to the finals, which were it was a was a double elimination. Yeah, double elimination bracket, and so double elimination single game bracket. So cutthroat, you know, survive or die, and. And then again, these are the games that are out in the vendor field, so you don't know what you're gonna get when you get out there. Some games might not might not have any tilt bobs, <laughs> you know. So, you know, if you discover one like I did during my fourth place match in high speed one, you just start to take advantage of it. So, the things like that tend to happen. So I found I survived to third place in the match play, then got taken to dragon and got smoked because I couldn't plunge an odd number to save my life. On it, the lights and bumpers. Gottlieb Dragon or Interflip? What Meryl Dragon? Whichever one that is. Interflip. Interflip. Okay. Good Dragon. Dragon Dragon. You know, double suicide out lane, wide gap, Meryl Dragon. So, yeah. yeah, So that left me in third and a quick trip to the commentator booth after that. And then once the qualifications ended, I found myself in 42nd place in the main event because I hadn't been playing. But I didn't have entries left. So, and as far as are we just going to, I mean, if you have any other questions about the about the um, match play other than Rob Whitler-Cox, congratulations to him for winning. Congratulations. Yeah. When, when I saw that match play Friday thing, I remembered doing that in the past there. And I figured they were just going to use games on the floor. Right. And I figured it would be exactly what it was. Or what, what, what happened? Yeah, so I did not enter in that for that reason, and I figured like while, while people are playing that, I can probably get more entries in in the main tournament. That's exactly because that's exactly you, what when, happened. When you have 101 people, most of which are in the main, out in the field, yep. those those cues are like non-existent. Yeah. But here, especially in the in the main event, we have what we had 16 games yeah. available. I guess we would get to that, you know. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is between you know, the the marathon first round. Of the match play, and then they cut it down to what? What four? Four rounds instead of five? Or right? Is that yeah, right? they had to lose yeah. a round at a time. So yeah. right when they started round two or three, you know, everyone leaves. It's like okay, time to rock and roll. There's hardly anyone there, and the system goes down. Nice. And at first they said like the wireless went down. Like okay, but it turned out no. The actual never drains software, Carl D'Angelo software. Something happened and it went down. And next thing you know, they have Carl on the phone. It's like, well, they got shit. They got Carl on the phone. This can't be good. Wow. Yeah. But literally, in less than five minutes, it was back up. Oh, okay. And when we were playing. So whatever it wow. was, I don't know. And what I didn't realize, there was, and we'll probably talk about this during the uh, news segment, but the other major tournament that was going on, the one in Edmonton, Canada, mm-hmm. using Never Drains also. So So he was on the phone. With so, yeah, he was literally on the, he was on the phone. At least it was late enough that it wasn't like, you know. Six in the morning in California or anything, but it, but he it, got it back really quickly. I mean, oh yeah, yeah. Gave, I don't know. He, he maybe just rebooted. So I don't know. Yeah. So or, or gave the system a yeah. stern look, and then it, the system washed up and said, "Oh, okay, he just used his voice and boom, right. he just went right." Yeah. yeah, he used his voice and said, "You work now," and it did. In that tournament that was in Edmonton, that went on during uh, I think it's called Yagpin. Uh, I know Jeff Teolis was there, and uh, the winner of the tournament was Raymond Davidson. So congratulations, Raymond. Another victory. 
All right. So after the match play. Right. So after the match play, I look up and I find myself in 42nd place in the main uh, the main tournament, which, I mean, if we can go in the, fo- the format, it was limited best game, 24 entries max, which is definitely more than last year's eight max. Um, more games available, which I think there were 16, but was is that right? I'm not, I don't know. It seems like it was maybe 18. It was 16. It was 16. Right. It was 16 games, and the games were all over the place as far as, I mean, you had Iron Maiden, then you had like wildfire things like that. So you, you know, it's it'd be, I'd forget them all. I might be able to name them all if I thought long enough, but yeah, they they there were definitely enough games to support the number of people there because only four scores counted toward your total. So you didn't need to play like you could focus on an era even and still make it. For our games, we have Countdown, Dragon. Uh, Zach's Eight Ball, I believe. Yep. Elvira and the Party Monsters. Fireball Two. Fishtails. Mm. Uh, Evil Fishtails. FS. Which is that? Future Spa. Future, Future Spa. Harlem Har- Har- Globe Trotters. Iron Maiden. Mars God of War. Monster Bash. Nitro Ground Shaker. Pinball Pool. Uh, another FS. Flintstones. Flintstones. Uh, Theater of Magic. Tommy. Transformers. LE, I believe. Evil Transformers LE on blocks. On blocks. Yes. Yes, we'll talk about the difficulty factor. And we have WF. Wildfire. Wildfire. Okay. So how how would you rate these games as far as uh, difficulty? Uh, As far as how they were set up? Yeah. Now, I didn't play them all because it's 16 games where you only need four. So trying to do the shotgun effect, it kind of goes against you. So you kind of want to concentrate on games that you know you can blow up. Because with 16 games and only four counting, you kind of need a first, second, or third place score to stay in the top 16. You need to dominate a game and maybe even two to get the points to stay up in the top 16. So... But as far as difficulty, I guess, well, the most difficult, what? Actually, they were all difficult in their own way because you have Iron Maiden, right? With no outlane help at all and a feather tilt where if you flinch at it, you tilt. And then you have Transformers LE, which was up on blocks in the back, so where, which made the shot so weak that you couldn't hit Optimus Prime to try and start his multi ball. So you go, you go for. You go for a Decepticon multiball just because it doesn't have to go up a ramp to try and hit Optimus hard enough. So and that was a game where I think the top score was twenty in the twenty-four millions, twenty-four million for Transformers. So you can imagine how tough it was when that's the top score. You look at that and say twenty-four million, oh that's nothing. Like you get two multiballs and you get that done. No. You're already dead. <laughs> you know, if you if you miss the target the wrong way, you're you're gone with that because you can't even defend yourself. Plus, it's an LE, so with the LE, you, you can try. You try to backhand both shots, but not on that one because it's too weak to get up there. Even like backhanding Starscream, it wouldn't make it, and so it'd come back down. So, um, but as far as difficulty, yeah, they were all difficult in their own way. Some were more fair than others. Like Master Bash was very fair. Um, 
dragon with dragon. <laughs> I mean, um, Nitro Ground Shaker had the random kick out on the left where that game decided where you live to die. Depending yeah, on that, yeah. That, that game decided your fate. My experience is, let's see, is I, I only played 10 entries, which was kind of stupid. I I definitely could have been in playoffs, but I stopped playing for some reason. I think I just didn't want to spend the money. I don't know. I played a game of Countdown. The entire game was less than 30 seconds. Woo! Three ball? Yep. Okay. That was, yeah, that sucked. Then I played, I go over to a Wildfire. It's like Old Stern. This is my specialty. I hit the flipper button, and it tilted. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, I went the way I hit the. You know, I I could. Sl- yeah. It's more of a slap, and it's it wasn't right. that hard, but it tilted. No, and like tilted. okay, okay, so, so that's going to be a problem. But then I immediately I just played another game and got like two hundred k on it. I got like the five x bonus. That was one right. of my. That was one of my scores that actually held for the whole tournament. So I I can't complain. I played. Oh, let's see what else I played. Um, I played Iron Maiden, and learned pretty quickly that there were no outlane posts at all. They're just removed. I, I learned. I, uh, I learned. I mean, how to soft plunge. Like that was the first soft plunges I've ever done on Iron Maiden. Were that game, just to get to a flipper. Yeah, like the balls come down the right side. I go to bump it and realize there's no point because there's right. there's nothing to bump against. There's no post. It's not there. And even if you try to bump it, you might tilt for that bump. Yeah. So I just like okay, mommy multi ball and and trooper. I'm just trying for multi balls. And I got Mummy Multiball. I got Trooper because it decided to take the in lane. Ah, like I had nice. the lock slit, uh-huh. shot a shot, you know, it's coming down the right out lane. It's like, oh, it's gone. And somehow it decided to go in the in lane. And I was able to lock the ball and actually start Trooper. So yeah, a I, couple I, of times. A couple of times the ball would, you know, go toward the right out lane and hit the wall just enough to where it would crawl over the non-rubbered post and just climb back into the in lane. Like you, you would see the ball would have hands and just reach and grab the post and pull itself back into the game. And I had, you know, 100, 100 million Iron Man, Iron Man, I keep calling it Iron, Iron Maiden score, which th- that was pretty good. And it, it, I got on stream, kind of. They weren't really announcing the game. They were talking about other things, but I could see myself in the background and they were actually on Iron Maiden. So I got to see my game. Not that I look for those kind of things. <clears throat> Let's see, what, what else did I play? <laughs> I'm going back like, uh, see, the cool thing is it the site will tell you when your entries were. So I kind of right. calculated that because they started the stream right when the tournament started, and I was able to, to, to figure out where I was on the stream. Oh, that's good. It's convenient. That's pretty bad. Uh, Nitro Ground Shaker. Woo, uh, yeah, cool. yeah. you almost you didn't want to hit the bonus collect. Right. You want to just avoid the bonus collect, um, try to luck out and get in the hole when the double the double bonus lights and then just hit the spinner repeatedly that's what you wanted to do there because if you do if you got the bonus collect you basically had to be ready to slap the game yeah but it was a guessing game yeah so you had to, you had to slap the game in the right spot yep. and then be right i was right the f- first two times third time mm-hmm. i was not right mm. i was wrong then um let's see pinball pool i thought was very fair i actually thought that was a, a big game was there I just mm-hmm. I didn't get it, but I felt a big game was there because it just hit the drop targets in the the holes, right? For the multiplier, um, yeah. As long as they don't kick out down the middle, you're straight. Ah, uh, yeah, you're right. The one on the left did once, but then mm-hmm. it didn't do it again. So okay, um, it's actually about all I played. That's bad. I know. I really should have played more. I got yelled at later. 
Yeah, you could, you could, yeah, you definitely, you could focus on an era and qualify. I mean, you know, you definitely. Yeah, could it's have like done why, that. why didn't you want to qualify, Ron? You, you literally only play ten entries. You have twenty-four entries. I'm like, uh, I don't know, I don't know. I was playing other games. Uh, I assume Zach, you didn't play in there because you were leaving. Uh, no, I did not play in the main. I meant to when I went down because it is limited, and usually my rule is I don't play unlimited qualifying tournaments. But uh, after doing horrible in the match play, I sat there looking to uh, go register for main, and I I looked and I was like, I'm gonna have to play, you know, at least ten games to even get a feel for you know what's going on, and possibly more. And I think the entries were like five bucks a piece or something. That's correct. The first correct. two were free. Then it was first five dollars a piece. Yeah. And I was just like, you know, I don't want to. I don't feel like spending like fifty to seventy-five dollars <laughs> to just stand in line and play some single-player games, and then have my score just not be quite good enough or whatever. It just like didn't entice me at all. So I just decided not to bother. Although I probably should have still just played the two just for fun. But on the way down, I also considered volunteering to for tech work or something at some point. But uh, I ended up playing match play the entire time during which I could have been volunteering for tech work, pretty much. So that never happened either. So I didn't get any free entries for that. So it just ended up I didn't feel like paying five bucks to play a game of pinball, and I didn't play it at all. Bruce wasn't. Uh, you were. You left Saturday anyway. I did. I left at uh, one o'clock. Yeah, one o'clock. So you wouldn't even been around for the finals. Not at all. I was I was back at the bar working the bar at six o'clock. Damn, Bruce. Yep. So that that's actually I think that's another reason why I didn't play because I didn't want to stay for the finals. In case I went far, then I'd have to stay, and I kind of wanted to get out. I left it around five five thirty. Is they're tearing the games down at that point, so I kind of wanted to go bye bye. But Steve did not go bye bye. Not for a while. No. So tell us what happened. All right. Well, here I am at 40 seconds starting off Saturday morning. And so, you know, I'm thinking about how am I going to attack these games. So, and how many I, tickets did you have left, Steve? I still had double digits left. I think I might have like 14 left or something like that. Because remember, I'm in the match play, so I'm not playing my. Uh, my uh, main tournament entries had left, and then I and I still left some tickets there after I was done. Because what happened was, I'm in 40 seconds, so basically none of my scores matter at this point. So I just basically start playing the same games I have in my tickets as I played them before. And um, so you know, first game of Tommy, number one score, awesome, great, 500 million was a number one score on Tommy. So you can imagine, I mean, like I said, it was fair, and that Tommy was fair. It was just Sneakily hard because the outlaying rubbers were gone. So um, then I roll up and get second on the Simpsons, uh, not Simpsons, the Flintstones, get second on the Flintstones by like four seconds. I mean, if I survive five more seconds and hit one shot, I have first. Because first was 830 and I had 800, and the two balls decided to stereo drain out of multi ball, and that was it. And then I went and I got third on Monster Bash. And after that, I was kind of straight. I was launched into sixth place, and that held. And even my Iron Maiden of 100 million, which was, was which was my bleeder, was in tenth. No, my I had, I had 80, 80 million on Iron Maiden, and that gave me tenth. 
And so I put up an, an entry of 100 million on that and that held for 10th position and that still held. So I took a break and went, you know, took, took a break and went away from the tournament. And by the time we came back for the finals, I found I was still in the same spot, which kind of, I was kind of surprised me there. But uh, yeah, so I took a six lead into the finals and did um, survive the first round. Uh, second round, I think the set, the, the semifinals, I played on the set of games that I had not played at all. The the uh, Nitro Ground Shaker set, Nitro, Elvira, um, and whatever two were next to it. They were, <laughs> right? So I played I played those four games, figured I'm going to bomb out because I have no idea how to play or what to do. Oh, Theater of Magic, a tough Theater of Magic. Um, you know, got, got destroyed on Theater of Magic, but then came back on the other three games to move on to the finals where I then did get destroyed because I guess just my endurance ran out and I was not making obvious shots. But uh, I did survive to fourth place. So I had a third place in the match play and a fourth place in the main event. So I was feeling pretty good. And that was pretty cool. So, I mean, really, c- congratulations to Jason Zoller, who is your 2018 PinFest tournament champion. He is how how old? At 13, I think. It's 13. So he, he, Top he destroyed four it. We're um, Jason. We had Adam McKinney. Adam McKinney, yep. Levy. Levy. Yep. But you and know from he, the Cluster Vuck right. and Mr. Bout. Yep. And props to our very own Eric Russell, Eric Russell CNY. He was the uh, he was actually number one qualifier for quite a while. Until <laughs> until until Mr. Karen. Well, yeah, yeah. To... Bearded Wonder, Bearded Wonder came out. Uh, what was that? Oh, the, the Bearded, bearded wonder. wonder. Yeah, yeah. Bowen's got his new look. He's got the beard going, and he. Didn't really play that many entries. I'm looking here. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. He only played twelve entries. <laughs> right. Think about that, and that's like ridiculous. Right. I mean, that's, that's half the available entries and a number one seed yeah. by a lot. Yeah, and his last entry he played actually before they opened because he was there in the spooky booth. Right. So I, I noticed that because when I when I looked, Eric Russell was in first place. And then when we walked in the building, all of a sudden Bowen was in first place. Like, there's no way he played a game already. Then I looked at the time. It was like 7.58. They open at 9. So they must have had uh, early qualifying, I guess. Right. <laughs> it's like, have you, had to, have you had to work the booth all this time? Come on and qualify. Let's yeah. Go. Yeah, I was surprised he was – because when we left, it was the semifinal match going on. I think it was a group you were in, and right. Bowen was like second in the first game and first in the second game, so he already had like five points. So I figured, like, okay, he's in the final, but that didn't happen. That did not happen. Barely did not survive that. No, uh, and yeah, that was uh, a very. I had a very fortunate game of Elvira and the Party Monsters, where every time I stepped up, I could steal multi ball, and I didn't screw it up. So <laughs> I stole I stole two multi balls and and didn't put any balls back in the lock. So, so I left my opponent's work to come back to. So, like ball one, I go in there. I'm player three, and there's two locks waiting for me. Take it, get the jackpot. Don't mess with any locks. Comes back around, ball two. I got two balls with a lock waiting for me to shoot it, and start multiple again. Cash it in. Don't put any balls in there. <laughs> you know, let make my opponent's work for it, and so on. So, 
got GC'd it. And so, you know, that, 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 that once I did that on a game, that was my first game playing that during the tournament. I was like, okay, right. Then I'm going to survive to the finals and, and, and help me come back from a horrible game of theater of magic. I mean, that, wow. That theater of magic was brutal. I mean, the, well, part of it was because the flippers were set lower. I mean, I don't know what that's called. I just call it more parallel flippers or, you know, medieval madness remake level flippers. There you well, go. I like that. Yeah. That's going to be the term. <laughs> so either that or AFM. I mean, it, you know, AFM like nearly parallel so that you can't easily make the catch from the right orbit so you can repeat the left orbit. So you end up just flinging at it or doing something else to it. So, but after, and after, after that debacle, I'll use the other three games to come back in advance, but. Yeah, I mean, you know, this wasn't wasn't bad. You know, everybody got their everybody got the cow trophies for. Yeah, why were they cows? I don't know, but they were cool. <laughs> cow Pinball trophies. Ha- pinballs have cows. I don't know. Uh, an interesting thing. If that was the first Pinberg, that would have never happened because if you remember all the the lock stealing games, they had one player only. Right. Yeah. As it, as it should be. As, oh, okay. Why why should it be like that, Zach? What's wrong with stealing locks? It's fun. But the same as any other carryover feature, you shouldn't have it in a in a competitive tournament. Okay, what do you think, Bruce? Bruce, take yourself off a of mute. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Unmute yourself. You are a professional. So, what do you think about that, Bruce? <laughs> wow. What? No opinion. No, no, none at all. Because I didn't play in it, so I had no, you know. You have no opinion on lock stealing. Because guess what? It's going to happen in some games. Even when you look at Whitewater, where you're not stealing the locks, but you have to reload them, it, there's always a disadvantage, but there's always an advantage. So, you know. No, there's no, there's no advantage to Whitewater because you can't steal people's locks. You can only but lose you, your locks. Yeah, when you can lose your locks. Those yeah, are stolen locks. But you still have to refill them, which is a, a, yeah. so a hazard you, you there. You can get a disadvantage if someone uses your locks, but no one can get advantage of unearned locks. Well, that's not true also, because if you actually use a whirlpool before that, if the first player locks one and then use gets a whirlpool, it will kick it out of the upkick. To the same exact spot that the plunger Uh, puts it. Yeah, I know, but, or, or, but you don't know that always, because if you plunge it too hard, you then. Yeah. I I feel like what white water is about the best with a lock for any physical lock game that I know of, you know, with having the lock kick out being in the same spot as you can feed to from the plunger. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't mind lock stealing. It's fun. I try to avoid games with it, but look at, look at, uh, uh, what's it called? The uh, lion, lion man, you know, swords of fury. Best one was for stealing locks. I agree that it's fun in casual play. I just don't like being able to get, free multi-balls off of other people playing and like sure you know it's their fault for leaving it but you didn't do anything to make them mess yeah. up you know Space you're just shuttle. kidding right you we didn't just... do anything to make them mess up they messed it up that's yep, why I, that's what when i when i stole it i made sure not to put it back in you got it make yep, sure space... shoot shoot the ramp don't shoot the lock shoot the ramp yep. don't shoot the lock every time like when the ball come down shoot the ramp not the lock i'd, I'd prefer if when your opponent messes up that they get hurt not that other people magically benefit from it especially in a four-player game when so much is going to depend on just who happens to be playing before you that's why you prefer white water because when somebody steals the balls out of the lock mechanism 
you actually hurt them because they have to plunge more and try to get that ball locked again. Yeah, white water is especially because white water you can also just short plunge it down to your right flipper and just relock the balls. You hope. You know, like technically yeah, you, you can hope. mess it up. Technically you can mess it up, but as far as like any possible shot to be required to make, I feel like the white water lock shot from a flipper is about the easiest you can get. Hmm, interesting debate on lock stealing. And what's your opinion, Ron? I love it. I want to see Fireball Classic in a finals of Pinburger Papa. Oh, Not God. Fireball Original? No, no, no. Fireball Classic. The inferior Fireball? Meow. The superior Fireball Meow. with the greatest sounds. No, and the Meow. superior is Fireball 2. And, and, uh, nah. I will agree with that one. Nah. And lock stealing just galore. Just like Fireball Original. I love it. I love it. If they're going to bitch that the spinning disc makes it too random, okay, just turn it off then. I don't care. It's it's an EM with two-inch flippers and no inlays. It's already pretty much random. So what what do you think, Steve? Lock stealing? Yay or nay? Lock stealing? Well, I play the game as it lies. If it's there, then my strategy changes. If it isn't, then... And that's that's just, uh, just additional strategy. I mean... There's different types of. I mean, you got lock protection if you're playing Doctor Who. You know, I want to go. Do I want to go first and block out the locks, or you know, things, things like that that can. Is that a dictionary term? Lock protection. No, I just I just need I just I just need a word to describe the Doctor Who lock block. <laughs> the lock block. I never like really understood block. that on Doctor Who. It always seems like shooting the targets way easier than shooting the hole to me. Well, if you have your second like, chance uh, ready to, to a, a accept the ball dangerous. going down the middle, but, yeah, but I mean, I'll, I'll take a one, I'll take one shot that I need to recover from over missing the hole five times, trying to find the shot and having to recover five times. But depending on my aim, sucks. But don't forget that's another one of those whitewater things. Because once you steal, you know, somebody locks up, you have to lock them again. Although Doctor Who doesn't need to be like that. You know, it could just auto-launch the balls and remember the locks. Or I feel like it does in some settings, at least. I don't think so. But it definitely could. Just like fire could remember, you know, which locks you have or space uh, station. You know, they have individual locks. They don't need to let you steal them. They just code it that way because they're lazy. Ooh. Calling out programmers from the 80s. Wow. And also (laughs) Scott Denisi. Mm. Sorry, Scott. Oh! Right. So I guess he has a complaint about Do TNA. you have a problem with total nuclear annihilation? I did play TNA for the first time this weekend. And you probably hated it, right? Because everyone loves and it. I, I, I remembered back to uh, when Ron was talking about going to Expo and playing it with uh, Neo. Oh, the one. Yes, yes. And he was just like, well, short plunge, catch, backhand, short plunge, catch, backhand, short hunch, plunge. Plunge back in multi ball. Okay, now you'll actually play the game. Oh, you drain out a multi ball. Just do that a whole bunch more times, you know, in pretty much safe shots again, as long as you can find the one shot, and then you're back in multi ball, and it's just boring as hell. Yeah, if you have no emotion and you don't have your heart beating out of your chest on reactor seven or eight or nine when you're trying to grind out those last percentages. I, and, if the, it's, and the techno music is going, and your heart is pounding, and you're racing, and you're nervous, and your fingers are sweating, and you just need this one more freaking shot, and brick, get out. Put another dollar in. I feel like TNA would be a lot better if, A, you need to do something to relight your locks that was not just shooting the lock shot again, or B, the multiplier was not tied to the multi-ball itself. 
because it's just a no-brainer to be going for multi-ball pretty much any time you're not in it, thanks to the, the combination of those things. Or to put it in terms Ron can understand, it's like Black Knight with a lock set on easy. Oh, you can't have that. You know, there's, there's no reason not to just plunge, flip over, lock, plunge, flip over, lock, just every time in Black Knight. But there's the music! Yeah, I couldn't hear the music. I'll see. No, it, that's you know, that's 40% well, the, of the game. Yeah, that's, and yeah. I, I'm sure I would have enjoyed it more with the music, but I still feel like it's a major flaw. And especially, I can't believe that there's no turret mode setting to disable lock stealing on the game, because that would have been trivial. So lock stealing, evil, TNA, not good. All right, I got wow. you. So, so no strategy on lock stealing for you for TNA when you're playing? What do you mean by that? Strategy. I mean, you know, yeah. Do I once I get the multiballs out, do I go for the lock and risk not completing my task and giving the person behind me one shot to start? Because you're assuming like you're assuming you plunge the ball and you catch it every time. That's an assumption you're making. I had no problem doing that fresh on the game after never playing it before. Right. That's on, on that game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah but I mean, if, if I'm who who am not amazingly good at pinball, can just walk to a game I never played before and just plunge and get a trap to the lock shot every single time, I feel like my odds of doing it in general on TNA are going to be pretty good, unless they somehow bastardize the setup of the feeds, which I don't know if you could even make it that off to ruin okay. it like that. Yeah, just, yeah, you can just make it bounce off the top of the slingshot or, you know, just make it barely bad enough. I couldn't trap it in Texas, but then again, I'm not that good. Or, I, or alternatively to the, the catches, uh, I've seen a lot of people doing the fast cast technique, basically. Mm-hmm. Which a bit harder to do, but what again, you know, once you find the timing, you can just do it over and over and there's no there's no worry about the alignment of the thing since it's just coming down from a full plunge. Right. You can do it over and over until you don't. And then get out. I mean that's what yeah. it is. You can do it over and over until that one time where you don't when you're on reactor six and you know, your percentage is going down and you can see it happening and you do you try to do your fast cast and you're just not quite right. Or you soft plunge and you just don't quite catch it the right way. And yeah, also well, not, you know, when yeah. I get to Reactor 6 in a tournament, you know, I'll worry about that then. But I won't be too worried because I'm on Reactor 6. Unless I'm playing like yeah, uh, uh-huh. right. Bunrel or Bowen. But yeah. then I'll have other problems on, on my hand, like having zero points. So. <laughs> 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 well, guess what, guys? I haven't played it yet. I didn't even play it at the show. What? Uh, 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 fail? That's just such a fail. <laughs> Although, honestly, the sound was down so low. I'm almost glad you didn't pay, play it because you didn't get the full experience. Well, yeah. I didn't. Have, I was buying to buy parts. My goal was buying crap, not not playing. I played five games there the whole time. That's actually I played five games the whole time too, Bruce. But one of them was TNA, and the other four were the match play tournament. Wow. But yeah, I, I couldn't believe that they didn't turn the sound up when that's like half the point of the entire yeah, game. That's probably illegal. That didn't have that's to probably illegal. Probably illegal there. Yeah. I, could, I could barely even hear it. Like, not even, yeah. not even was not like blasting, but like it was low. Yep. I agree. I played it. I could hardly hear it. They said it had it set on one then instead of 11. Half a one. <laughs> yeah, why do you have any other settings on the dial besides 11? It goes to 11. Don't you understand? It goes to 11. Well, um, on the other side... In the spooky booth, same booth, we had Alice Cooper. Did anyone play Alice Cooper? Well, we know Bruce and Zach probably didn't. Nope. nope. Just looked at it, went, eh, and kept on going. I didn't even look at it. No, I, I, I looked at it. Yeah, I, I looked at Alice Cooper. I didn't 
I mean, I played it in Texas a lot, so. Yeah, I I played it in Texas, and you know now, now they got Bowen working on it. I would rather wait. I want to wait till it's done. Yeah, before I bother I playing wait. it. I, I don't want to. I'm sick of playing beta code. It looks very interesting. Yeah, the shots. I mean, are really tight, but I mean, it, it seemed to flow pretty good. I like the comic book thing going on there, but uh, I I need it to be done before I, I'm gonna. I, I just I'm sick of playing prototype games with incomplete software and, and yeah. making opinions on them. It just doesn't seem fair. Yeah, I, I'm excited to play it in a quiet basement sometime in the next year or two, hopefully. You know, the the optimal... I feel like that's especially with all like the exploration and stuff like that. Like That's a game that you want to be able to ex- to play a few games of when it's quiet, you know, and just experience the full package. I agree. They seem to have a whole like story thing going behind it there. Battling monsters and things like that. Yeah, get 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 the weapons. Get the we- yeah, getting weapons. Side weapons. Yep. Yeah. So let's see what other games we got. We got Houdini. Nice, tight but findable. Yeah, let's go. I I didn't get the second part. I just saw the tight. Right, you yeah. didn't get the findable. No, no. <laughs> were, you, were you able to find it, Steve? Uh, I'd, occasionally, and then I'd go to the next game and have to refind <laughs> them again. It's like you find it on that game, and then you go have you go have a break, and then you come back and they're gone, and then you have to refine them. It it has like okay, I'll I'll do the positive first. I, I like I like the back glass, the display, the way they integrated it with the back glass graphics. So you got the curtain that's actually on the back glass, and it kind of goes into the curtain that's on the LCD display. Actually, I like a lot of the art. Display. I like the, the the chains and the pop bumpers, the the things like that, the ambiance, I guess you call it. But man, number one, the, the flippers. There's something weird with those flippers. Like the closer it gets to the end of the flipper, it's like there's lag. It's like the shots are not where they feel like they should be. And I don't mean the shots. I mean when you shoot the flipper. I mean when you're you're flipping the flipper and it comes off of it and it it comes off at a completely different angle than you you feel it should come off. Like on almost any other game I I play. So this is Houdini Flippergate 2.0. Yeah, I, it's it's literally like the closer to the end of the flipper it is, the more like if I have on the right flipper and it's coming down and I shoot it and I think I'm going to hit the shot, it's going to be left of the shot. It's going to be further left of the shot. The more down the flipper it is that I I shoot it, where um it's hard to explain. It just didn't feel right. And that one lock shot, I mean, literally, you can barely fit one ball through it. Yeah, it's, w- it's which the smallest shot. shot. The, the ramp lock. The, the lock into the trunk, right? The lock into the trunk. The, the, ramp the, lock uh, the, the trunk. one to the left of the right orbit, between the right orbit and the yes, ramp. Yes, between the right orbit That's... and the ramp. You know, so you have, the, here's my problem. You have the tightest shot that literally you can barely fit one ball in. That leads to the coolest part of the game, which is the catapult into the trunk. Funny thing, Ron. Yeah. The one time that I played Houdini, that was the one shot I was able to find, and I found it by backhanding it. You know, I didn't even I think could of not that. I believe worked, but like I could just backhand it repeatedly. I had more problems trying to shoot the other shot to light my locks than I did actually backhanding the lock shot, which was just weird. But yeah, it just, it just, I don't know. I don't know. And, I, I, and for those who know the kind of games I like, there's a, in Houdini, there's a lot of like when you start modes, when you start 
uh, illusions. There's that stoppage of play where it shows you all the instructions and incredibly slowly. It very slowly, which annoys me. I'm just like, skip, skip, come on, just give me the ball. That was my biggest note with the game too. Is just like I, I don't mind a game that starts and stops, but like it just took so long to just like, you know, all the voice actors spoke slowly, and there's like pauses between each of their lines, and there was like a whole paragraph at the beginning of every single mode where you just sat there, what's like shoot the right shots, then shoot the left shots, then shoot the stage to free Houdini. Right. Like, <laughs> now remember all that. Remember all that and go. And meanwhile, like it, it takes so long to get to the last sentence, you've already forgotten the first step as it yeah, gets the ball yeah. out to you. And just like, I definitely understand that. Versus something like dialed in where it basically says, shoot a left ramp, pointing arrow to it. And then after you shoot it, now shoot the theater. You know, so it waits until you make a shot before giving you the next set of instructions. So they could change yeah. it to be like that. The actual code seemed like the rules seemed pretty good on it. You know, there's some interesting modes and sequences and stuff, but it was just so painfully slow to do them that it was... I really hope that they just speed it up in a code update or something, because that's definitely a fixable thing. Wow, did, did we agree on something? The Claw is the best part of Demo Man. Oh, God. The Claw is the best part of Demo Man. Yep. And if you play wow. mine, you won't get to experience it, because it'll be off. Ooh. And worse yet, I have the ROMs in it where you can't just do the lock freeze every time, and I still turn it off. <laughs> wow. yeah. yeah. Okay, so... Oh, God, if Soren's listening, he's going to be pissed. I, I appreciate you, Soren. Don't worry. There you go. I appreciate you, too. I will be putting your uh, getaway, that ROM that fixes all the bugs and shit in my uh, getaway before my next tournament. Let's see. Pirates! Anyone play Pirates? Anyone play single disc Pirates? Boo. Well, no, no one plays single nope. disc. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Here's my rant. And this is what I, I don't understand. Maybe some, someone knows something. Maybe uh, a listener can clue me in. But I went. they had two Pirates there. And Jersey Jack himself is there. And the first thing you notice is, of course, they have this, the triple disc. The triple spinning disc that they're getting rid of. That they're replacing with a single. So it's like, okay, it's kind of odd. So, you know, here's here's this game that we want you to buy with this feature that's not going to be in there. But, okay, maybe they don't have any of the single disc ones ready yet. Okay, whatever. The thing I didn't understand is, and uh, actually Steve would remember, he, you played this at Expo, right, Steve? What? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah okay, of okay. course. I was there. I was I was on, on stage. Remember the issue where... The rocking playfield, probably the main toy, that the one of the main features, it rocks at Expo. It basically rocked from center to left. Yeah, it, it would it not lock. lock to, it would not rock back and forth. It just the center to left, center to left. And I recall when I was there, they were saying that was a software issue and that, that was going to be fixed. Yeah, they were going to make it not only rock toward the left and right, but also try to deke you out and fake outs and stuff. Yeah. And- so guess how. Both of these pirates that were there played. Guess what that upper playfield did? The same way as Expo? Same way as Expo. I don't mm. understand. If it's a software thing, how is that even possible? Wouldn't it have the latest software on it? That's why I was, I was hoping you played it, because if anyone would notice if it was newer software, it would be you. I, I didn't know. There were still a lot of characters that said, you know, coming soon. So I didn't know if this was... I assumed it was whatever the latest they're working on is. 
But that that bothered me because it did the same thing it did at Expo when I played it. Because the play field only goes from center to left, the ball will get stuck sometimes. It'll go up and it'll kind of get stuck in the little seam that it wouldn't get stuck in if it actually went all the way left and all the way right. It would come loose. But because it only went center to left, it would just sit there. And you'd have to, like, shove the game over to try to get it out of there. That's frustrating. I mean, I really... <sighs> I mean, I wanted to see that thing. I figured, if anything, like, okay, you got the triple spinning disc. That's going to be real fine. I wanted to play a cool, like, fully rocking play field. I wanted to see the thing going back and forth. And it literally, I mean, this literally could have been one of the games from Expo, for all I know. It seemed to be exactly the same. And the other weird thing is that the flippers, they didn't have them aligned, like, at the alignment posts or whatever so like that left orbit shot was virtually impossible it was so at the end of the flipper to try to hit it at least on the one i was playing it just seemed weird like you couldn't hit the shot and not because of something like you know low power at a at a, at a uh no it's just the show floor it was just the angle uh the tr- the trunk i noticed stayed open so at least that was there like it didn't close or open or anything and and that worked did you find the flippers weak at all in that game? Uh, yes. But, I mean, there was, there was flippers weak. You know, at shows, I always will give it a pass just because it's a show. And it, it, a lot of times it depends. And it depends on the vendor showing it off. Sometimes, I swear, they dial, they dial it down, the power. But, I mean, you had to hit, to get to the, that upper play field, you had to hit the ramp dead center. Yeah, that's, like, I, I've brought games with ramps to shows before and like you know they always the flippers are always weaker because you're at a show and there's a hundred games on the circuit but like I'd, i've it amazed me like how many games the ramps were just nearly impossible to make like you know especially on the newer games when like you can just crank up the flipper strength you know like you should be able to make that make that ramp no matter like how little voltage and yet they're still having problems making the ramps and i don't understand why it just seems weird yeah, it is. And I was I was disappointed. I, I really wanted to play that. I mean, I like a lot of the shots in that game. I really wanted to see a fully working, rocking play field. Because I wanted, I wanted to play that. I wanted to hit. Because it's hard. And it, actually, Steve can confirm this. But isn't it like to, to load the cannon thing, you've got to hit all the stand-ups on that yeah. rocking play field? So when right. it's only going like center to left, it is nearly impossible to hit two of the tar- I think it's the ones on the left. Because you can't. Get the ball you can't get on the enough other separation. side. Yeah, you yeah. can't get any separation. Just, yeah, to get the angle to actually hit the target, so you can't like load the cannon and actually fire it, which is one of the coolest things on the game. Just then, I don't, I don't get it. You would think you'd want that working to show off how cool it is at a show when you're trying to get people to buy it. You think so? Yeah. It is what it is. I don't want to harp on that. Let's see what other games we have. Well, I have one last one on here. Iron Maiden. So who played Iron Maiden? <laughs> I, I didn't play it at the show, but I played at the Silver Ball Saloon. Okay, what what do you think of Iron Maiden? The code seems sort of boring. The shots seem good. Coming. I knew this was coming. The the code is boring. Code is boring. Okay, how how is it boring? Just like shoot the thing a whole bunch, and good stuff happens. Which thing? Which thing? Come on. Shoot the shoot the mummy a whole bunch. Okay. Good mummy okay. stuff happens. Shoot the ramps a whole bunch. Get power ramps. Get the orbits a whole bunch. Get power orbits. Spin a whole bunch. Power spinner. So you don't like when sh- every shot means something? 
I like it when shots mean more than just them being better. Them be huh? And they affect other shots. Um, like like couldn't you like picture like you complete a mode and it's like mode completion award power ramps You're like oh yeah I'm gonna ramp out now and you get like tons of points. But no, it's just shoot the ramps and oh you seem to be enjoying shooting the ramps. Well, why don't we make it even better to shoot the ramps? I don't know. Then, is that, then, really, is then, that really the best we can do? Yeah, it's pretty good, especially when you especially when you link all the power elements together and get a four x cash in with your three x playfield, and just and surprise everybody. Yeah, the incredibly overpowered cyborg multi ball jackpot scoring. Yeah, yeah, that's not overpowered if you do it right. You earn no, it. It's overpowered if you are wrong. You do it right. <laughs> Overpowered no matter what. I like it. I I like it. Come on, I love it. This is this is like um, crossfire. On the right, Zach. On the left, Steve. I'm more center left though. You're more center left. Okay. Uh, So so what do you think, Iron Maiden, Steve? Uh, Iron Maiden is making me like Iron Maiden music. <laughs> so, Fuck yeah! Up with the horns because up with no up the irons. Up the Bruce, irons. It's not ACDC. <laughs> I don't. I don't, I don't even know what up the irons refers to. But I know it's up the irons because it says to up them. So yeah, up with them, up up them. But you know, I was indifferent to Iron Maiden until I when playing it, and then you just hear the music a lot while you're playing it, so it just sort of gets into me. So Iron Maiden is another game where I'll start to learn the music from the band from because I didn't care before. Just like Guns N' Roses and Metallica and ACDC. Not Rolling Stone because that game sucks. But Iron Maiden will be another another soundtrack where I'll learn the music from and start to like it as I play the game. But yeah, I mean, I like the, ha- I like the fact that it, you know, it, it doesn't have a lot of modes. There's only like five modes that leads to a major mode. And then if you do well in them you get the soul shard you do well in that you carry that toward two minutes two minutes to midnight and then i mean it's whenever i hear five modes now i just hear timmy in my head no it's six modes it's got two minutes to midnight like bite me timmy <laughs> come on always got to be correcting people timmy uh i played a lot of maiden a lot of iron maiden my father likes it that's good yeah uh, I really like Iron Maiden. Enough to buy it? I really like Iron Maiden. I uh-huh. guess he's buying he, it. He might have uh, pre-ordered one already. Yeah. I like. need to play a premium. Yes, I agree. Too bad they don't exist yet. They don't exist yet. So, we gotta wait for that. Well, they well they do. Just nobody knows it yet. They do, but nobody knows. Okay. Nobody's, nobody's seen it. So are, are you, you don't actually know that they do, though, Bruce. They could actually not exist yet. Well, except as a Whitewood, but that's just the that's just the LE Whitewood anyway. So exactly. So it's the artwork that's the most important thing, and it might not exist yet. The artwork's already good. I, it's I, they really have to try to screw it up. It's Power Slave. Uh, Power Slave is the best part of it. That's that's what we're hearing. I'm loving that. Mm-hmm. Let's put it this way: the, the last time I felt this way about a game that I played, you know, the first. So many times. Ghostbusters. <laughs> Ghostbusters. Wow. Thank you, Bruce, for ruining my reveal. Woohoo! You suck. Like I was saying, last time I felt this way about a game was was ACDC, and we know what happened with that. 
You got the cloudy, smoky playfield. I got the superior hell version. <laughs> it's the hell version. It's smoky in hell. Everyone knows that. Yeah, keep on telling yourself that. Yeah, you keep have the go- clear uh, seam version where the ball will just stop on the playfield. No, no, that's the new version now. The Lucy, the new Lucy with the different. No, 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 no. You have the wonderful raised window play field. Well, guess what? It's a jump ramp. Yeah, yeah, you have the jump ramp version. But the the third one, the newest one now, has has the same problem. Because it's got the creature seam thing. Yeah, and the creature seam thing is not smooth. Hmm. So when the ball's going slow, it follows the seam. Bummer. Hmm. Yeah. On two I've played now. Not just one, two. Not just one. Two. Two. All right. Where'd you play another one, Bruce? What? Where'd you play another one? Uh, one was at the Allentown. Oh, that was one, one of your five games? Yes, I was. And uh, one was at uh, the one in Rochester. Swillburger. Yes, sir. So Iron Maiden's awesome. Is it? So you're getting Iron Maiden. Yes, there is a high, high... Probability, yeah. Stop, stop, maybe featuring an Iron Maiden somewhere, yeah. Just the loop shot alone, I literally just started shooting out like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like four, and I noticed that. I noticed this with multiple players. It's like if you're just a little bit off on the timing, once you get it up to speed, left that lane, left that. Oh man, let's go back to the tournament for a second. One of my nice hot deaths was. Loop combo, loop combo, late left out lane at eight hundred miles an hour. I mean, <laughs> down a wide out lane. It How was like is throwing it a ball physics into the canyon. on this possible? I can't be that <laughs> much later for it to go. Oh, it did, did yes. that a couple times. Woo! Oh. I will say one of the most satisfying shots on Iron Maiden is actually comboing the left and right ramp. Yep. So many times. Yeah, payback time, baby. That's always good. Where you hit the left ramp and it hits a pop bumper, which helps it up the ramp. Uh, that's that's true too. Somehow. Somehow, yeah. But I like the yeah loop. Hit the loops until it actually diverts it to the little flipper, and then hit another loop. Ah. Right. Loop jackpot. Loop ah. jackpot. Loop jackpot. I, I wish there was a bigger like. Every time I got to the point where it diverted the flipper, I would just like get surprised out of nowhere when it diverted. Like it seemed like there should be some sound cue or something for that that I was missing. Hear that, Timmy? Just, uh, I know you're not on the team anymore, but you might want to throw this, you know, Keith's way. Actually, I need, like, a giant, like, blaring siren, like, warning me, like, your next loop is going to kill you. Get ready. (laughs) 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 Or it could be like Houdini, but by the time it said the voice call out, it'd already be by your flipper. It'd already be in the right out lane. Shoot the mini loop. Oh. Oh. Like hold the flipper up and shoot the loop <laughs> for half points. Continue shooting it until it diverts to the mini flipper. <laughs> then shoot the other loop. Continue shooting it to score higher and higher points. And then and, and then the, and then the uh, flasher <laughs> blinks like red for like twenty seconds. Then the ball releases. Flip it. Oh god. Oh poor Houdini. But I mean, literally, wow. yes, that's how Houdini is. It's like. Like that one mode, it like it like types it on the screen. Yeah. It's like, very give nice me the effing ball. Oh. Help Houdini escape from prison by doing all these shots. Then do this shot. Now do it. And this shot. And this one. Now Here's remember all that. Of this, of this movie Houdini was in. <laughs> <Right>? Yeah. 
now here's the mode. Now here's the ball. Then drain. It would o- it would only be better if after they did all that, and then like after the ball comes out after after they explain the movie, you then like put the ball in the into a a hole, and then it like asks you a question NBA fast break style about what you just saw. Like now, here's a quick quiz on what we just described to you. What That'd Charlotte Hornets player had the most? Right. Li- <laughs> <laughs> Which Charlotte Hornet enjoyed watching Houdini when he was <laughs> a child? Person. Oh no, I don't. Okay, I have the most important question about Allentown, though, guys. Uh oh. Did you guys have your G Fuel? No. Uh-huh. Oh, miss. I missed. I missed my G the Fuel. The New like, York it was, City it was there. Pinball Championships had an announcement that they have partnered with G Fuel, which yeah. is also the official drink of Doctor Disrespect, who I mention all the time. And they had a whole box of G Fuel there. I'll be expecting my five dollars levy. Thanks. <laughs> is, is it short for Gottlieb Fuel or? I hope not, because then it's really bad. Wow. <laughs> they should call it S Fuel then for Suck Fuel. <laughs> I get heartburn from G Fuel then if it was Gottlieb Fuel. <laughs> okay. Um, so what what do we think of Allentown? I thought it was good Allentown. Best show. Good, good Allentown. Excellent yeah. Allentown. Tournament better. More games. It's got tournaments. We got more games. games we got yep. parts. We got deals. I hope they do the match play again. I liked it. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you just say you like something? It was like a really, really tiny, bad Pinberg, but Hot that's take. still pretty good. Mm-hmm. All right. It gets the official Zach endorsement. We need more Pinbergs, people. Let's get it going. Match play, match play. We all love match play. Just get a few hundred pinball machines in a room, get a yeah, few hundred people yeah, to play them, hundred. and then just send them around. That's the problem. The amount that's of it. games you need. Uh, one final story from Allentown I want to... <laughs> <laughs> I want to bring up the Ramada story. Mm. So how much do you know about this, Bruce? You seem to know something about it. I know a little bit about it. Right, well, actually, before before we, we, we get into that, uh, I just want to say um, thanks to Mr. Uh, I'm sorry, Dr. Penn and Mrs. Penn. Yes. We, we uh, hooked up during the show. Very nice talking to them. I got some cookies. Yeah, I didn't. No. They had two boxes of cookies, one for me, one for Bruce, and they kind of couldn't find us Friday, so they kind of like ate the one box. So they gave me one box, and I think their assumption was that I would like give some of it to Bruce. I don't know where that assumption would have come from. Mm. I don't know. There's seven or eight cookies in there or something like that. I ate them all. That's like half a serving, Ron. Yeah. I, I, I Literally, as we were talking, I ate them. It's like, you know, five minutes. Yes. By the time Bruce came back, it was just an empty box. Oh well. But I mean, they're they're they got all kinds of swag. Doctor Pin, Mrs. Pin, there's there's like swag galore. It's awesome. So it's nice talking to them. We talked to um, Taylor from this flipping yep. podcast. He was there. Yes, we. Uh, yeah, we, we, actually, at one point we we're all in a circle. I said, "What is this? The podcast meeting? It's like the meeting of the podcast." And then we had, and thanks to uh, anyone who stopped by, I, I had several people stop by, like, enjoy the podcast, like, thanks. I'm the introverted, quiet one. So I said, no, thanks. <laughs> I'm, not the, I'm not the loud, extroverted one, right, Bruce? I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. And uh, since, since we're still in Allentown, I'm just going to do a quick letter here. This was from, uh, I'm doing a, a pre-ball bag. 
Ooh, that didn't sound right either. But yeah, <laughs> this this yeah. Re- this relates to the Allentown show. This is from Brad. Bruce and Ron, I wanted to thank you both for the time and advice on Saturday at Allentown Pinfest. While clearly feeling the effects of pinball fever, I was walking the aisles determined to bring home a machine and my collection. I had my sights set on a World Cup soccer, and you were both kind enough to check it out for me. Having you two look under the hood of her and let me know what was fixable and what would be difficult was a super help. Your sound advice and valuation ultimately led me to walk away without the machine. While I'm disappointed that I didn't bring it home, I am very grateful for not paying too much. Hey, World Cup soccer is definitely in my future. This just wasn't the one. Thanks, and keep up the good work, Brad. Thank you, Brad. Thank you, Brad. Nice. He's one of my regulars. It was a... How much was it? $2,500? $2,500. $2,500. It had... Mm. Nicer ramps than yours. Yeah, nicer ramps than mine, which isn't hard, because my ramps are held together with glue and tape. It had... Non-spinning motor. Yeah, well, I'm trying to do the positives first. The cabinet was good. Translate was fine. I mean, it looked structurally solid. Uh, the bad parts were, it had the usual, the soccer balls faded. So you'd have to have that replaced. It didn't really spin. So there's something wrong with the motor. Goalie was beat up. So that's like $80 there for the motor. The goalie was uh, had no body, just his head. <laughs> okay. He just he got ripped off. I mean, you, you, can get, you can get one of those. That's not hard to put on. But it had... It had something that was always a deal breaker for me on these. There's a diamond plate game, and it's got wear like right in between the flippers in my face. It's like a no. I just can't deal with that. And that's what this had. It had a wear spot right by the, uh, I think it was right above the right flipper. Mm-hmm. And it had the bizarre thing where the diverter was super loose. Yeah, it was wasted pretty well. Yeah, I think it was wasted underneath the play field. Uh, there were no hacks or anything it didn't look like. No. But 2500 Nah. No, no. Uh, we told them to go twenty-one, and the lowest person would go was twenty-four. So they didn't make a deal, but that was our live version of would we or would we not buy that? I have a couple of those later on. Oh, okay. So this we better get moving then. Okay, Ramada, right. the Ramada story. Give us the dirt. Uh, that's no real dirt. I guess someone from Pinside they were going to have a uh, party at the Ramada, the hotel. And they booked a room, bringing game. They had a bunch of games they brought in. Gonna have a party, and um, I even got invited to it. I mean, the word was going around like, you know, "Are you going to the Ramada later?" Like, it was this was Friday. It was Friday night. So you going to the Ramada later? Like, what's at the Ramada? Like, oh, it's this someone from Pinside, or they're having this party. It's gonna be a ton of games there, etc. Great. So, I guess the deal was. People started arriving at this party, and they were bringing, like, their own booze. And as it turns out, this room was, like, right next to the bar. And the two women who were running the bar saw that people were bringing in their own booze, and that was a problem. Like, a big problem. So they made an announcement, you know, you can't do that. But as more people came in, they obviously didn't hear the announcement, so they were bringing booze in. And they just, the I guess the two women who were at the bar just freaked out and called the cops. And I heard it was, I heard anywhere from four to six cops showed up because they heard it was like 50 people there. So a bunch of cops showed up and then the cops were there like, why are we here? You know, what, what, what? So I, I guess maybe Steve can take it from there. I don't know. Were you there at the end of this debacle? You're not wrong. I mean, okay. that's why I'm not saying. That's why I'm not saying anything. I mean, other than maybe the number of cops, I'm not sure on the number. I've heard six, eight, 
Um, so Steve was there. What what, what was, was your experience with this? My experience was I'm playing dollar games, and then all of a sudden there are a lot of people, and then there are a lot more people, and then I'm playing. Now I'm playing five dollar games environment in another room. <laughs> so like the machine gets moved to room one hundred one. Nice, you know, nineteen eighty four reference there. I was thinking in my mind as a machine gets moved there, but then then those, and then those dollar games became five dollar games, and we continued playing. And but yeah, the cops were there, and there was a cooler there, and. You know, so I mean, you were basically correct as far as I could tell from you know my level of part- participation and coherence at this event. That I'll just say that. Yeah, I knew someone who he went there and he was holding like a glass of seltzer water, mm-hmm. and one of these these two women came up to him and like started just just like pointing. Actually, they were hitting him in the chest, like pointing her finger, like you can't have that in here. And he's like, you can't have alcohol in here. It's like, this is not alcohol. <laughs> it's like, okay, okay, I'll put this down. And I guess when it broke up, the the original guy that had booked this said, you know, I guess we, we can't do this. And he says, screw the Ramada. We're never doing this here again or something like this, which probably wasn't the best thing to diffuse the situation. But there you go. I just like to picture like the cops show up and everyone just like picks up the games and runs to random hotel rooms with them. That's what happened. Well, that is That's correct. That's what happened. That like is that. correct. That, that is what happened. I just like I'm picturing it. Just like that must have been a cool scene to watch. Yeah, I said, yeah, one of them wound up in room one hundred one, and then they had a five dollar game in. So yeah, environment. there yeah. started to be like all kinds of. It used to, on Pinside, there's pictures of all these people at, in different hotel rooms now that brought you know. Okay, this game went to this room. This game went to this room. This game went to this room. Why are there pictures? What the? Never mind. Yeah. They're pictures because it's 2018, I guess. Mm-hmm. So the funny thing is the hotel I was staying at, the Days Inn, they actually had a Metallica in there. Believe it or not. They had Metallica. Like they, Metall- they had a game room. It was like, really? You know, we, we passed by this thing. This is game. We're like, okay, what's in here? Like a crane game or something? Walk in. There's a freaking Metallica next to a uh, Miss Pac-Man Galaga 20th anniversary. All right. How well did the Metallica work? I uh, never played it. Okay. I was tired, and mm. it was really dirty. So I figured oh, well, probably okay. it, since it was really dirty, I'm figuring it probably didn't work that well. It's blown out. But okay. it, you know, <laughs> I, I was tired. I wanted to go to bed. That was Friday night. So that was Allentown. Yeah. Woo-hoo! Yeah. I did. Yeah. That's, as far as you know, with with uh, yeah, with the Ramada thing, I you know my my knowledge is limited, but. I, I did have someone help me with to recall that knowledge. I don't know if you want to get into that now or later, but sure, get into it. It's related. Do um, it now. Do it. Do it now before news, or is this would this count as news? Sure, do it now. Do it now. All right. So I've been, I guess, passing a little bit of hints. I guess I'd pass some hints on the cluster bug that yes, I might yes, be you starting. Did. I might be starting something, and so. I guess here I can make the announcement that noted women of mother effing pinball, Nikki DeLasagna, and myself have recorded episode one of a new podcast. So that has occurred. We talk about Allentown <laughs> and other things, but we do talk about Allentown. And so that is, I mean, continuing the, the tradition of announcing new podcasts on the slam till podcast it's like you're gonna have a coaching tree like you know how you have bill parcells beget 
Bill Belichick, mm-hmm. Begat, and so on. <laughs> Podcast tree. Right? So, though I've been thinking about doing this for a while and literally have notes built up, you know, trying to figure out how I would do this, having the opportunity to have someone, you know, help you do this is always big because just doing it by yourself is daunting. Even though, sure, I can find a way to do it, it just wouldn't be, it's just better to have collaboration. And so that episode one has occurred and it will be released very soon. I won't say when. But episode two is being planned, and uh, I'll just say they will be different. So, okay, we're talking about they will be different, especially these first two episodes. So, do we have a name? Uh, we do have a name, and continuing my, I guess my naming structure of having podcasts with. I mean, I almost had a podcast. I mean, I have a website that doesn't have the word pinball in it. My website is fun with bonus. And so, you know, years ago when I put that name, I didn't realize I sort of put my branding in hard mode because I didn't have the word pinball in it. So everything has pinball in it somewhere. Not us. But, uh, not you guys. So I'm like, hey, uh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> so, but uh, being that bonuses are my thing, you know, I, I like them on pinball machines. I like them on slot machines. It's the same sort of concept. They just call it a credit rack. Or a count up, it's the same thing. I figured, you know, I was gonna have if I was gonna have a podcast, it would have to be the name would have to be related to bonuses. So the name of it is the meltdown. So if you know what the meltdown refers to, it's a maximum bonus count, which counts down to zero. So it does it in Iron Man too. Iron Man is the great is the best meltdown I've had I've seen where it shows all the stuff up there and then it just the sound that I, I really appreciate the bonus meltdown on on I what well, the first time I heard that I my ears perked up when I was just like thank you for that, that first was time excellent. I heard that was on the stream yeah. it's like ooh a bonus countdown a bonus count it's just the, the bonuses come up bam 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 multiply bam 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 and then just boom you know you did something significant so that's the the name of it is the Meltdown Pinball Podcast or simply the Meltdown, which I like that because it sort of sounds like you referred to earlier, you know, sounds like Crossfire, the Factor, you know, sounds like a twenty four hour news show it could be, you know. So that is the name of it, and I already do have some URL coverage. So if you go to if you go to meltdown.funwithbonus.com, it will lead you to a page where it will appear if you go to i believe if you go to meltdownpinball.com that also works it's not there yet so but you'll see where it will be once we figure this thing out and get everything started but uh yeah so right now nikki and myself are talking about you know how and when to release the first episode wherein we do talk about allentown in a certain way which i will not reveal but we do get into the Allentown events. So, yeah, I'm a little, I mean, I'm a little scared of, you know, doing this. I must admit, scared in a worried, in, in a worried and excited way, you know, just to see something that I've been, th- that I've been thinking about doing a while will actually happen. And so we'll, we'll see what, we'll see what, what happens. And, you know, I always say, oh, it's another pinball podcast. There are too many pinball podcasts. No, there aren't. I mean, are there too many YouTube channels? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> 
just pick the ones you like and interact. Go with, with it. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, you know, thank you for allowing me to announce this. Of course. On the Slam Tilt podcast and wish us luck. Well, of course. Where will we be listening? I can't, I can't wait to get started because, like I said, episode one is, I think it's good. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I was there, but I, I enjoyed listening to it and I don't like listening to myself and it was, it's a good, it was good. And the episode two that we're planning is going to be different and, and so on. So, and you know, I like the the fact that the episodes are not necessarily going to be the same format. So, you know, it could be, could be, it could be a time where I come on for a quick second, where she comes on for a quick second and that joins the feed, you know, we're not, you know, marrying ourselves to a format yet, but that could, it, it could, it, we'll see how this evolves. We will see how this evolves and I'm excited to see what happens because, you know, just, just having a podcast or having, it's having a platform to be able to come on and even just respond to something that, I mean, now, now it's going to be like, okay, save it for the podcast. That's going to be the thing. Every time I think of something, it's going to be, all right, save it for the podcast. Every time she thinks of something, it's going to be, all right, save it for the podcast, save it for the podcast. You know, or, or for anybody else that we might have on, say, to come join us to do certain other things that we are thinking about. So that's the announcement. The announcement is made. It's out there. That means we just committed ourselves. So... Oh, you're committed now. You're committed. <laughs> committed to the Meltdown Pinball Podcast. Welcome to the Meltdown. Welcome to the Meltdown. <laughs> Welcome to the Meltdown at meltdown.funwithbonus.com. Meltdown at funwithbonus.com also works as the email. That's active. Uh, tested it and it does work. So, yeah. We're in. Nice. We're in and, you know, I'm... Can't wait to see what happens. I, I hope for positive and negative comments because that means we've got something. Oh, you'll you'll love the negatives. Oh, the negatives right. are great. Yeah, they're great. We we found out a, a, something funny. I'll have to mention this. When when I was actually posting our podcast on YouTube until you know became apparent that only ten people actually listened to it, so it was kind of a waste of time. There'd always be like a downvote for every episode. That was Scott C. downvoting every one of our episodes because he figured it bothered Bruce, so he had to do it. Yep. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I, fig- I figured that downvote was the random downvote people get that shows it's actually in the YouTube well, we algorithm. Well, we figured it was somebody else, but we were incorrect. No, it was Scottish. It was Scott. Uh, What's the Zach podcast? Why would I... Like go on a podcast. It would be called like Not Counterpoint. Be like, it, you know. That that's like. But I mean, if I but <sighs> Zach's zigzag or Zach, something wow. with Z in it. I mean, like I've been on the premier pinball podcast in the world three times now, and I haven't even gotten a book deal. Like, why am I going to spread off my own stuff when I can't even be successful from this? Wow. Wow, he called us the premier podcast. I don't know what to say. I'm. That's higher than a gold standard, isn't it? Oh, I thought we could get through a podcast without that. No, because we got a beautiful picture from somebody this week about something. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. All right. So, okay, Bruce will not let this go. Yeah, we got got a Facebook message from someone who must have been in a – a rest area, I'm assuming. Somewhere. A urinal. Uh, yeah, yeah, a urinal, uh, probably a rest area, that um, 
Well, why don't you? I'm not even going to say. It. You, you do it. Well, he was using the urinal, and he looked down and he saw this writing on the urinal, and it said "Gold Standard." But we did get a prop from the Gold Standard a couple couple shows ago. I heard he actually complimented us on our Clusterbuck show. And you're still making fun of him. Of course. I'm looking at the picture now. Yes, it is literally a urinal that says, you know, the urinal standard. Uh, uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, it's a meme, you know. Right? Yeah, it's it's a meme. It's a meme. Bruce won't let it go. We got yeah, a but... complaint because of you, Bruce. Really? Oh, boy. What it's, was that about? Until forums of all places. Someone saying, like, why do you keep going there? Because, because it's I a can. meme. Because it's a meme. Exactly. Yeah, until forums, there was a post basically saying why you keep keep bashing the gold standard. That's not cool. And then somebody responded, being cool is not on Ron or Bruce's list of things to do. <laughs> Woohoo! Nice. Yeah. One day, Bruce will let it go. One day. One day. Never. Just, both, just... both sides need it. And, and if people say, that, why don't you just edit it out, Ron? Because then Bruce would just say it like over and over and over. So I, yeah, exactly. I literally wouldn't have any Bruce on the podcast because everything would have to be edited out. Yep. He knows you people do well. not know how hard he makes it for me. Yes. No, you don't. I mean, come on. It's it's a meme. I mean, Vince McMahon and Stone Cold Steve Austin fought each other for like eight years or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it was a, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like so... So it, it's a it's a meme that helps. Again, that's the Meltdown Pinball Podcast. The meltdown, yep. So we got the Meltdown Pinball Podcast. We have the Riptide Pinball Podcast that had their debut episode. Check that out. Yep. Very and nice. And we will now segue into This Week in Pinball or a piece of news, which we're just ripping off This Week in Pinball. Hi, Jeff. The official Jeff. news source of all podcasts. Uh, oh, God. Yeah, we got the highway thing, mm, which is more of a cluster vuck than uh, our than own first, cluster vuck. Than first anticipated. Like the original, the, the investors actually formed another company, and maybe they never meant to really save it. They just wanted the assets, and it, it's just, it's ugly. I, I think the moral of the story here is uh, don't pre buy. Don't pre order. Just don't, don't pre order. Yep. Listen to Head to Head if you want more more in-depth about this. Yeah, because we're lazy. Yeah, we're lazy. And they have an actual interview with Andrew Highway. Yes, he, he was really informative on that one. He was very informative. I, I shit you not, the actual Andrew Highway is interviewed yep. on their show. That is a shoot. Verbally. Check it out. Verbally talked about it. Verbally. Yes. Oh, uh, props out to Pinball News. Martin from Pinball News. They had a very in-depth interview, a print interview with Mr. Highway. Which they ask the hard questions, whether he actually answers them or not, you can decide. Mm. Then we have uh, Monster Bash is coming. Did you know that? The remake? Did not know that. What remake? The what? North <laughs> The Northwest Pinball Show. Um, Shocking. Kind of mistakenly, they, they posted on their Facebook, win a brand new pinball machine, grand prize, a brand new Monster Bash pinball machine, remake. <laughs> and after like 10 minutes, they pulled it. Whoops. Too late. Too late. The internet never forgets. The internet never forgets. So there you go. So Northwest Pinball Show. We did it. Yay. No paparazzi needed. It's just out there. All right. So that'll be great, man. That means Monster Bash prices should go down for the originals, right? That's totally how it works. 
It is? No. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I know the one, like the one in Allentown, they had in the tournament bank was posted at 8,500 bills. So, yeah, there there was a spirit for sale. Did you see that, Zach? I saw the spirit. Wow. No, I didn't see that. Yeah. Where was it? You know how much that was? A lot. Yeah, I think it was like 8,500. <laughs> yeah, a, it was a, it was a goofy. It amount. was it was Rob Burks. See, yep. it, 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 the bad thing is, it's not a goofy amount either. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, this one looked great. I mean, I don't know if it actually played great or played at all because it was off. It was off, yeah. There was no... There but, was no I mean, looking at it, there was no wear. Everything was there and shiny and stuff. I don't know if it actually played. Could have had no boards, for all we know. That is That would really suck for over $8,000 if it didn't have and boards. It, it would still sell for over 8000 probably. For those who don't remember, Zach has one in his bedroom. Yes, he does. Yeah, people keep bugging me about it and trying to buy it off me. It's a pain. Well, that's fun. And yours is fairly worn. The thing around the bonus window in the center is, instead of black, it's wood-colored. Mm. But people would probably still give you a shit ton of money for that thing. Yeah. If he was willing to sell it, which he's not. So don't call him and ask him. Or please call him and ask him. Annoy the hell out Ooh. of him. Yeah, just get the number higher and higher so I can just laugh at you. I'll give you $10,000 by Christmas. As I told the person who tried to buy my fleet at the uh, Saratoga show, is you, I'll sell it to you for $1,000 more than it would cost me to buy another one. So, let's see what else we have. Iron Maiden was streamed. The LE. They got to see the actual LE in action. Basically, all the stuff that was in Archer. Right, we got to see Archer. We finally actually got oh, to yeah, see, yeah. yeah. The yeah. only thing they really changed was, if I remember, in Archer, the, the way you loaded the lock was the left ramp actually came up also. You, you had two up ramps. So they just changed it. Instead of an up ramp, now it just goes into the back panel through an opening. It comes around and then locks. And the mummy multiball rules are, like, totally different. Much harder, sounds like. Yeah, much much cooler, honestly. There's multiple stages now. Definitely cooler, but it's it's one of those, like, I wonder if they're going to adjust the rules in any other way to compensate for that, or if it'll be a game where on the pro you're like, oh, yeah, I'll bash Mummy any time, and then on the premium you're like, well, I haven't found that left ramp yet, so I'm just going to ignore Mummy. Good point. They also had a Facebook live stream, I think it was either Thursday or Friday, where they had um, it's Zach Sharp, Keith Elwin, Tim Balls, and I can't remember the name of the fourth guy. I'm sorry. Fail. I have failed. All playing Iron Maiden, kind of going over the rules. They only play two games. In the second game, they just like they drew random tasks out of a hat, kind of like the tasks you would see in like a head-to-head or heads up. Yeah, heads like a heads-up challenge. They had different different things to do. So I think Tim Tim was like just hit loops. Then had one that was just Trooper, one that was just Mummy, and one that was something else. Mm. I always thought that'd be cool, like, bonus mode in a pinball machine. You know, like, you could hold down the extra ball or something, and, like, it would just say, this is the thing you have to do, just to sort of mix it up. And for games, like, there's always something in a game that you don't end up going for at all, just as a way to get people to play other parts of the game and provide some variety to home use. Iron Maiden has that. It's called the Power Pyramid. No, that just says do everything every time. Yeah. 
I, I want to be given a single thing to do. Like on Star Wars, I'll just sit there and just hold down the flipper button and select a random hero to uh, start the game. Then just choose a random modes to go for. Mix it up. Yes, Star Wars. Clearly the greatest game ever. Yep. Well, eh, it's good. It's good. Okay. Uh, new titles rumored. Are, are these new new title rumors, or are they just the same new title rumors? Uh, some of the rumors are, well, Jersey Jack, you had Toy Story was supposed to be in the next game, followed by Willy Wonka. Now they're saying the, the order has changed. Now it's going to be Willy Wonka first, followed by Toy Story. The old Willy Wonka or the new Willy Wonka? I would assume the old. It has to be the old. You're going to have the Johnny Depp one? No. Ugh, that's the terrible no. one. No. That'll, that'll be the L.E. No. That'll be, the, that'll be the S.E. for Suck Edition. I want to want that. Uh, other future rumor titles now. We have Superman. The old one or the new one? Uh, the 1978 version, so I guess the old one. And uh, Beetlejuice. All right. All right. That was a cool movie. Well, wait a minute. You saw Beetlejuice? Yes. All right. Although I'm permanently scarred by the part where they, like, reform their faces. Actually, um, uh, I, I haven't seen it. Oh! oh. Hell. I'm sorry. I've seen parts of it, but I haven't seen the whole movie. Okay, we have a John Papaduke judgment. Mm. Oh, I saw him this weekend. He was walking around the Allentown show a lot. Come on, Ruth. <laughs> that was Keeler. Stop it. No, because he, he, came, he came up to me and said, Hey, it's Bruce Nightingale. And I said, Hey, everyone, it's John Poppadoo. Come get your money. <laughs> he ran away and shut up real fast. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh, man. That's Bruce always sticking up for the little guy. Yeah. Well, on me first, so that's when I went oh, right Oh, come on. Steve Keeler, the world-famous rock fantasy. He was enjoying himself, that's for sure. His favorite band has an awesome game out. There was lots of eddies. There was eddies all over the place. Actually, there's rumors that there, there might have been like a Bowden eddy. I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I have no idea what you're talking about. Exactly. So last week, plaintiffs won their case. Is it me? Whenever I see Cook County... I just think of Blues Brothers. Yes. The Cook County Assessor's Office. Like, Steven Spielberg is in there, ready to take the $5,000. Basically, Papa Duke was there, looks like, with a Whitewood for some reason. Yeah, I wanted to try to make this game, but uh, nobody would give me a lot of money. Except Deep Root. Deep Root. Uh, basically, the judge ordered, uh, basically said, yeah, yeah, you need to pay up. Now, whether that means I'll actually pay up or not, or declare bankruptcy, or whatever, or Deep Root will pay it for him, who the hell knows? Let's move on. <laughs> Again, don't pre-order. Yeah. Don't pre-order ever. Any other... Oh, God. There there was an article at the... Uh, Meet the local wizards behind the game's huge resurgence, which was about the Sharp family. I didn't know they were single-handedly responsible for the game's huge resurgence. Did you know that? Didn't you know they saved pinball? They say all of them saved pinball. I, the, the funniest comment I heard, it's a picture. It's got Roger Sharp, and then Zach Sharp's behind him, and then Josh is behind Zach. And people are like, who's the guy behind Zach? Right. It's like, Jesus. <laughs> they on. just will not stop. Wow. It's the gold standard. Feel the burn. Poor Josh. That's That's all I got. 
Well, then Head to Head had a really long interview with Keith Johnson. Yes, it was a really good show. Very good show. Rule set, yes. He mentioned your game, High Roller Casino. You got it, baby. Your favorite favorite game ever. (laughs) No, one of my favorite games. One of your favorite games. But not ever. I love that's kind of his guilty pleasure game. Mine, mine. I got to play three or four Lethal Weapon threes. Dun 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 dun. And I, dun. I, you know, if there was one at a reasonable price, I would have pulled the trigger. Everybody dance now. They had one there for like seventeen fifty, and it was kind of beat. Then they had a, a like a a really nice one there, but it was like three k. Like no, Ooh, that's no, too, that's too heavy. There. I mean, it's really nice, but. No, not 3K. Mm. Sorry. It's Lethal Weapon 3. So that's the news. That's a piece of news. Time for the mail ball bag. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, the first email is by um Zach. It's got Zach. Look at this. All right, let me go make some food or something. I'll be back in an Hi, hour. Hi, Ron and Bruce. Now, you got to defend yourself here. I have finally caught back up to you and felt the need to respond to various things from the past few episodes. Well, I'll try to summarize it so it's not as, as long. No, you got to drag it out all 15,000 letters. We should also point out that I, I sent this in like five episodes ago. Uh, three episodes ago, but yes. Three. Yes, you did. Yeah, we, we, it would, would have been read on the Clusterbuck episode, but no. Nothing was getting read on the Clusterbuck episode. Raymond... When I insulted your taste because you own a Tron, you defended it by saying that it's pretty fun, even if the code is a bit simple. But on the contrary, I think the code is pretty good. It's not super complex or anything, but I think the various tasks of C and simulation are a cool setup. The thing with Tron is that it has what I think of as the Tommy problem. So what's the Tommy problem? Uh, If only someone had written an email explaining it. Well, I figured it'd be just quicker if he would explain it. Then I didn't have to read the whole email. <sighs> well, Tommy is a carbon copy of Funhouse, just like Tron is. But Funhouse, the shot, which is the Lockshine Funhouse, doesn't matter. But the shot in the middle that feeds the upper flipper can only be shot from the left flipper, which is the same size as the upper flipper. So you can trap up, shoot the shot, and then shoot the side shot from the upper flipper via that. Meanwhile, in Tron and in Tommy, the shot to feed the upper flipper is shootable only from the right flipper. So all of your, like, stuff during multi-ball, like, you cradle up, like, you have to be juggling balls and staging constantly, and it just ruins the flow of the game. And makes it also so that no shots available from the left flipper at all, whatsoever. Okay. Okay, so you don't include, like, from the left flipper, hitting it through the pop bumpers, and it comes around, and then hitting the upper left flipper? Yeah, that shot you totally shoot all the time. I just love shooting that shot. What is a fun shot? All right. All right, that's... It also comes around at a very variable speed, so it's much harder to hit it. Funhouse, Funhouse is a really nice, controlled setup from it, so you can get the timing down and actually shoot the shot reliably. All right, point taken. Point two, Ron, when discussing the Texas Pinball Festival tournament during face-off, you said that Bow and Arrow was a Williams. Fail. Bow and Arrow is obviously a Bally, as you can tell by its repeatable bonus collect shot, a staple of their unique EM stepper design. See, all, see also Old Chicago, Delta Queen, and Nip It. Do we have to watch Delta Queen? Delta Queen sucks. Delta Queen is just like Bow and Arrow, but with a better theme. 
No, terrible theme, and just doesn't. It's it's different in bow and arrow. It really is. Props to Colin McAlpine for choosing right in face-off every game. Finally, a guest with some taste. Wow. No Space Invaders challenge. Too scared for shame. Okay. Oh, God. After your repeated black hole bashing. Mm, I feel the need to correct your gross misunderstanding of one of the best solid-state games ever made. First, you hate watching your ball drain from the upper lock if you drain your ball. Locking your ball too early is a rookie mistake. The upper lock should be the last thing you shoot before no, starting no, no, multi-ball. Me, time out. Time out. What? The first mistake is actually putting two quarters in this machine and actually playing it. Th- good point taken. Okay. It's on free play. Okay, then, then just hitting the start button is your worst mistake. I'll hit it for you. The upper lock should be the last thing you shoot before starting multiball due to how easy it is. If you go in there by accident beforehand, have you considered just sucking less and not draining in the first place? Okay. You don't have to watch your ball drain if you start multiball like you're supposed to. Hashtag play better. Second, everyone hates losing the ball in the lower play field, but that's one of the best parts of Black Hole. On other games with multiple playfields, there's no reason not to go to the upper-lower playfield whenever possible. Even games like Black Knight, which when set up correctly, require you to do stuff on the main playfield before returning to the safe upper playfield, give you no incentive to not spend as much time as possible just aimlessly bashing away at targets. Black Hole, meanwhile, has an incentive to not go to the lower playfield constantly, but rather to play strategically and only go there when you're ready. In fact, I think the rules could be improved if the safe re-entry you earn by completing a bank of drop targets was only temporary and after, say, 20 seconds, the gate would close again just to keep you on your toes. Even without that, though, you sound like a wimp. I lost the ball between the flippers, and I don't get it. I didn't get it back. That's how all pinball worked until Steve Ritchie had to go and invent the ball save. In what other game can you earn an infinitely long ball save? Black Hole is so nice, it's spoiling you, and you still complain. Play better. Anyone have anything to say? I, I didn't think he made it. Yeah, me too. I still hate didn't make a, Yep, didn't make a good argument. Sorry, fail. Yeah. Third, everyone complains about Gottlieb rules, but Black Hole is a rare exception to the Gottlieb rules rule. It's basically the ACDC of the 80s. Okay, let me repeat that. Black Hole is basically the ACDC of the 80s. ACDC is all about getting a good stack going, building your jackpot, multiplying it, and cashing in. And Black Hole is the same. Everyone loves using the bell in ACDC, right? Well, Black Hole has two separate multipliers you can combine for up to 15x scoring on the lower playfield. While one can be earned on the lower playfield, the other needs to be prepared on the upper playfield before braving the lower and it has a great risk reward system a 2x multiplier carries over ball to ball but once you increase it to 3x it'll go away so you need to carefully time when to bring 3x in once you're ready on top of the multipliers you also have two separate locks to go for in order to enable multi-ball getting your 3x playfield multiplier your 5x bonus multiplier and both locks all lined up one explosive stack is an incredible challenge that will keep you coming back game after game it's like keeping you coming back for diarrhea 
For more tournament strategy, you can also choose to cash out your stack before getting multi-ball ready and just try to rack up as many points on the lower playfield as possible before draining. Fourth, Ron always praises classic Sterns for the positioning of pop bumpers to be useful in hitting things. Black Hole is the same. Although a sharpshooter can pick off the far away targets to spell Black Hole one by one, the best strategy is the pop bumpers to help you out. Fifth, everyone loves Paragon, right? Isn't the Beast Slayer great? Well, Black Hole is one too. And no one-way gate on the inlane to protect you, all you noob players. If you let your ball roll into the Beast Slayer from either side, you're in danger. And only skillful nudging will save you. One suicide lane isn't enough? Well, Black Hole has one on the right side too. You loved them on Grand Prix and now they're back. In conclusion, Black Hole is great. And you only hate it because you hate new things. Black hole is new. Well, no, well, I I'm hate confused. it. Yeah, uh, different things. Oh, okay. New, new to you. Black hole still sucks. Okay, this next one. Let, let, let's just freeform this. Zach, explain to us why Jungle Lord is better than Black Knight. Because you don't just go multi-ball all day. More specific. So in Black Knight, there's nothing to do besides going for multi-ball. The only way to the, the only good way to score, besides like maybe trying to rip a spinner, because there's no way to feed the spinner, is to just get multi ball, get your triple play field, and then just bash the balls around or do whatever you want. But there's no big scoring opportunities to go for, so you just use tri- triple play field and hope you rack up points. Meanwhile, Jungle Lord has the double trouble targets. It's got play field multipliers that are separate from multi ball, so you have to earn them. You have to earn them separately. It's got ball saves to go for. It's got bonus to build up with a non-linear bonus multiplier, which not many games have. It goes 2, 3, 5, 10x. And then it's got multi-ball on top of that with its own separate rules and a jackpot to get during multi-ball via the special, which Black Knight also doesn't have. You know, so there's nothing to do in multi-ball. Did you know while Black Knight may be flow-fection, its rules are lacking? You let your Magna save, get your locks, start multi-ball, and that's it. Nothing to do in multi-ball besides make use of your 3x scoring and go for extra ball, which is disabled in tournament play. Boring. Jungle Lord has a 100k special that can only be collected during multi-ball. And that 3x scoring that Black Knight gives you just for starting multi-ball in Jungle Lord, you need to earn your playfield multiplier Flash Gordon style. It's also one of only two games, along with Tron, where your playfield multiplier multiplies your bonus. That's a good trivia question. Did you know that, Steve? I commentated on that. Yeah, I know that. That that was a game that was won a loss based on that in a in a, a major tournament, where 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 a player had the double bonus had the had the double scoring lit, and if he would have drained two seconds earlier, he would have won the game. But he drained after the light went off, and so he only got single bonus, and he lost. And we we're all there watching, <laughs> waiting, and waiting to see if he would purposefully drain to get his double bonus. I vaguely remember that. Yeah, and I think did. I, uh, I do remember that. I mean, I can conti- I can name the player, but I won't. You know, I can name I can name the game, and I can know I name the player, but you know, it just yeah, we're sitting there and we're waiting. I even know the location, so. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that was very interesting. I sort of did that uh, in Pinburg on Dracula. You know, it has the 2x, 5x bonus that just alternates. Mm-hmm. I, I realized I was like 60k behind. I had max 20k bonus. 
and I was on 5x, so I just let it drain to yeah, get my goodbye. 100k. Yep. Which you win. Goodbye. Yeah, that's that's really fun to just do and walk away, and just let the flipper drop and watch them react. So one of only two games. I wonder if that's true. You put a question mark next to it. So there's a question for our listeners. Do you know any games other than Tron and Jungle Lord where your playfield multiplier multiplies your bonus? That's a good question. So you can get a whopping 20x bonus collect, not some measly 5x like the definitely inferior Black Knight. Well, I didn't. I, I just added that. On top of all that, Jungle Lord features William's Great individually controllable drop targets. Okay, and an entire other scoring system built around them to take advantage of. How can Black Knight hope to compare? Ron should come out to my place sometime with his camera so he can see what real pinball is on stream. If the internet can handle it. If only Spectrum was available. (laughs) Player 38659 signing off. P.S. Def, good luck with the podcast. Yes. Oh, okay. I don't think you really pulled your points together too well, Zach, on that one. <laughs> I, I, I think your reading comprehension is lacking. No? Well, I, I think you did pretty well. I think I mean, it, yeah. bar, bar, Barring the occasional disparaging remark for newbies, that doesn't help. But other than that, you did pretty well. Black Hole's awesome. Um, Jungle Lord is clearly superior due to its rule set. Yeah, that's pretty much what I got. Oh, Tron, um, the whole left flipper thing, right flipper thing. I get it. I mean, but there's no, I mean, staging helps with that, doesn't it? Unless I misunderstood. I mean, I like having the ball on the left flipper and then hitting Cora, staging it, hit the ramp, go quick, quick shot the, quick shot the uh, end of line as soon as the, as soon as it runs over the switch and the light turns on. And then before the ball comes out, bounce the ball to the left. Bounce it off from left to right, wait for the ball to come out. It's exciting. It's like juggling. That's fun. Sounds nice and simple. Yeah, it is. If you can do it, yeah. <laughs> if you can do it, it's really fun. And, and it, it, feel, it feels like I'm juggling with a pinball game. And it's like really cool to pull off. All right, we have a next mail is from Mihi Henning. Mihi, gotcha. No, uh, Mihi Henning. I'm saying it right this time. Hi, Ron and Bruce. I just listened to the episode. I was worried that you may have to enlist Marty or Ryan for translation services. Yeah, he had all these weird, like, Aussie slang terms, and we have no idea what he was talking about. So he's going to help us out. A drongo is a stupid person. Comes from the name of a racehorse that never won a race in 37 starts. Wow. Wow. A stubby short of a six-pack. Means silly, mad, eccentric, doesn't tick quite right. A stubby is a slang name for a particular type of beer bottle that contains 375 um, milliliters. Assume that's what that means. Ankle biters. Affectionate term for children. I like that. Mm. Whinge is to complain. I think that's used in the U.S. as well. Yeah, cringe. Yeah, this is whinge. On the blink. Yeah, that's out of order or broken. Broken, yeah, that's standard. Fair dinkum. Mm. Puts emphasis on the truth or geniusness of something. Geniusness? That sounds like a Bruceism. Geniusness. Yeah. A struth. General exclamation. Originally, God's truth used to emphasize something. Have a go at your mug. 
means don't be scared to try. You are not trying hard enough. Cake hole is your mouth. And thanks for the podcast, guys. I really enjoy listening each week. Hope to run into you at Pinburg. Thank you, Mihi. Pinburg. Pinburg. I smell Pinburg. <laughs> I see. I see Pinburg. I see, I see dead people. I see Pin, and they're all playing at Pinburg. So we have next one's from Andrew Clark, also from Australia. Man, we are just we are huge in Australia. We dominating. are popular. Dominating. dominating Australia. Okay. This says, uh, oh, this is related to Riverboat, Riverboat Gambler. Fuck me drunk, you set are a bunch of drangos. Oh, okay. Riverboat Gamblers, four buttons on the lock ball. Red, black, green, and white. Who, who remembers this yep. shit? That, that is I, correct. I, I do. I do. Remind you about it. <laughs> yeah. Fair shake of a sauce bottle. You never press the white one. Pass, so I can see how you forgot that one. So you failed, even though you owned the game. It's so unforgettable. I mean, forgettable that it's not even funny. Then we have... It's from Robert Byers. You need a bull roarer or a didgeridoo for a sound maker. <laughs> I said that wrong again, didn't I? Didgeridoo. 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 That's right. Okay. City names. Robert Byers says, So I grew up in blue balls, but got lucky and moved to intercourse. That was such a release. Uh, I looked it up. That actually does exist. It's Blue Ball, Pennsylvania, but still. Oh, my. That empties the mail ball bag. So what do we we got left? We've been on for quite a while. Would I or would I not buy that? All right, let's do it. Getting it up right now. I'm getting it up right now. This is our uh, perusing eBay. Oh, repairs. We need repairs first. Okay, we'll go to repairs. Zach is uh, chatting. Repairs! That was just a reminder, but... Yeah. No, I only thing I had to repair this week was uh, a couple stuck balls on the machines at work. That's it. Still, I'm still getting stuck balls on my magnet on my Metallica for the, uh, the you know the disappearing magnet. They get caught in, in between the ball. Like, the, the coil pulls down the magnet... And then somehow it goes up too fast and gets stuck. And then I haven't been able to figure that one out yet. And I've called Stern and they're like, oh, I'll try this, this, and this. And I've tried everything and it still doesn't work. So fail. Bummer. Zach, repairs? Uh, well, the upper left flipper on my black hole stopped working. Yeah, I mean. Except it, would, except it would work sometimes. Sometimes it was weak. Sometimes it worked just fine. And I was like, what could be causing this? And then I open up the play field with no prop bar because there's too much stuff back in there to fit a prop bar. And the uh, and the stroke switch, the screws had unscrewed like a quarter inch and it was just like wobbling back and forth in and out of contact. Mm. So that was great. Anything else? Fixed a lot of light bulbs. On my little chief, there was really bad flipper hop on the right in lane. So I tried the Ron technique of bending the metal, but it didn't work. So then I measured it, and the right in-lane metal ball rail was two millimeters higher than the left one was. Oh, my. So I pulled it out, and I drilled the holes that it goes into two millimeters deeper, and I put it back in. And now it works. Okay, Ron? Uh, I don't have anything. Steven? 
um, re- repairing my mind, body, and soul after Allentown. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I had to repair. Excellent. Anything else, Zach? Uh, I repaired my countdown. I had to rebuild all four flippers because they were so beaten that they were actually just stuck and would not move. Mm. So I got a full rebuild kit and I rebuilt all four of them. And I rebuilt the pop pump while I was at it for good measure. And then it fired right up and played some games. And then you sheared off a drop target. So one drop target was broken when I got the game. So I ordered a new one. And I took the whole mech apart. And I put the new one in. And I started a new game. I plunged the ball. The ball came down from the top, hit the pop bumper. Pop bumper blasted it into another drop target in the same bank and snapped it right off. Mm-hmm. But luckily there's, done that. there was about a quarter inch still there. So if you hit it dead on, you'd still knock it down. So we just kept playing. <laughs> Yikes. Okay, would I or would I not buy that on eBay? Are you guys ready with your clicking? I'm ready. Three, two, three, two, four, three, nine, nine, eight, four, three, three. Ultra oh, rare. Really? Ultra rare mystic. Ultra rare yellow body variant yellow of mystic. Bag. Low serial number. Hmm. What does the backlass look like? Does it have the 3D backlass thing? It doesn't look like it. It doesn't look like it. Oh, that, that's quite. Uh, where where is the 3D on it? In the center. In like, the center. In the middle, yeah. Where like the, on the ball. Where the the eyeball. Where the eye is. Yeah, where the, the eye is. There's a version of it that actually is like a 3D. We we saw it at uh. Arcade Expo. At Arcade Expo, it's the only time I've ever seen one. Other than IPDB, they have a picture of it. But that's the only one I've seen live. So let's see. Off for auction is a very rare alternate version color of Bally Mystic. The yellow and blue colors of the body and the machine are swapped from what are, they normally are. Is believed they're, they're somewhere between 3 and 25 with this paint job, with only two being known to exist. The serial on this is EMY1003, meaning it was the third machine off the production line. It's not currently working. Power's on, but does not start. It's 12.50. Would we buy it? I'm looking at the play field here. Mm. It's got a couple little wear spots, not much. Like, not bad, but it don't work. I don't want to buy working things. But still... Yeah, it doesn't look bad. Yeah, it does, it does not look not, bad. It's not bad. Cosmetically decent. Yeah. Yeah. The cabinet so, especially, I don't see any problems at all except for the doorbell. Oh, what, they had coins? They put one on the front? Yeah. yeah Why do button, they do yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, well. So would you buy that? If I really wanted a Mystic, be pretty cool. Yeah, this would be one to go for. Yeah, because you can always get the boards. It's not like it's that would be hard. sorry we're a little tired you know Allentown is tiring it is but why would you want a Mystic I like Mystic I actually like Mystic it's challenging it's challenging I usually don't like games where you're trying to complete grids and stuff but even though I have a big game but this one's fun are are there spinners worth going for when lit or is it just all about the targets the targets plus, plus captive ball Target yeah, captive captive ball. Ball. yeah. All right. Well, that's good because the spinners have the Grand Prix problem where you just shoot them to light them and just shoot them more. 
Now they don't don't they don't they alternate on Mystic? Like if you land in the hole? Yes. They go back and forth. Yes. Hundred hundred thousand, hundred thousand yeah. Yes. So you gotta get that hole first before you But but the hole is through the spinners. Yeah. Yes. So would we buy this? I would. Sure. It's in Illinois, so it really didn't go far from its home. Nope, not at all. The only thing is we we have Ninety-eight point six positive feedback from the the vendor. Terrible random item. What is that? Okay, the one the one negative thing I don't even understand. Fair prices, fast shipping, fast communication. Terrible random items, huh? So everything's good except the, uh, whatever. I don't even okay. know what, what that means. What does that refer to? I don't know what that means. Item. So you'd buy that, Ron? Or sure. No? This would Zach? be cool ass mystic. If I wanted one, this looks like a pretty good choice. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, if I wanted to get one. But I I don't want one. Okay. Ready for the next number, guys? Sure. 253 280 Robocop. Robocop side. Video proof. Signed by Peter Weller, RoboCop himself. Sweet jobs. This is a 1988 data. E- e- wait a minute. Hmm? Ro- RoboCop was in 1988, was it? Yes, it is. No, I thought it was 1990. No. I'm pretty sure. I'm usually pretty good with the years. I will must. It's either 89 or 90. I don't think it's 88. Data manufacturer 89. Yeah. Okay. Yep. For the. They previously listed it as 1990, but they were wrong. So there you go, Ron. Yeah. I know why I know why he says 88. Why? Because the video game for Data East came out in 88. Okay. And the movie was 87. Yeah. Very rare pinball machines, very rare. Oh, I've seen this video. Yeah, when he comes by, it's yeah. Like Peter Weller plays it. Oh, I, yeah, I can tell from the bottom one. Yeah, I've seen the, the, yeah, the, the bottom I, one. Yeah. yeah. Robocop playing Robocop while you Robocop. Yep. But uh, the price, 22, it's basically 2300 Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is a rarer game. Yes, it is. That does not ramp- So, like, I, I've been keeping my eye out for a Robocop because I really enjoyed it at Pinburg. And... Most of the ones I've seen have been going for like around 2k. So 22 for a signed one played by Robocop himself doesn't seem that horrible for price. This one's got to wear around the pump, pop bumpers pretty good. Yeah. But yeah, it's got some weird mylar patches too. Although it has mylar, so that's good. Mm-hmm. Fun game. What would you guys say? Yes, no, maybe so. Uh, if I really wanted a RoboCop, I'm, I'm buying the signature. That's probably that's part of this. Yeah, that's, that's of what course. you're buying. You're buying the signature. If you really so. wanted a RoboCop, I mean, yeah. I sort of wish it wasn't giant across the entire back. Yeah, that's, yeah that's a little too big. Yeah, he signed. Yeah, Shutia and he after Would we buy a twenty-three hundred dollar RoboCop signed by a RoboCop himself? Sure, RoboCop. Yeah, I would. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Again, if you're, if you're a RoboCop True. fan, sure. I like the game, so I'd go for it, yes. Sweet jump. Sweet, sweet jump. And that's all. Those two. 
Only two? <sighs> Sorry. And 100% positive feedback. It's from Bob's Prop Shop. Can't go wrong with Bob. Crazy Bob. So that's all for me on that. And that's all I'm going to say about that. That's all I'm going to say about that. We can't mention any other podcast, of course. Right. Until we are picked, which we they picked another group. I saw that. Did yep. you see that? Yep. They keep picking other groups. This is getting annoying. Very insulting. I, I think they're just intimidated. I think they are. I'm seriously they think they're intimidated. They saw the Harlem Globetrotters video. They see the trophies, the accolades, and they're scared. Very. Very scared. I think we. I think we have to. We have to remind. Do we have to remind people to buy your uh, buy your virtual pinball games for from Farsight before? Yes, uh, that's right. Oh, we forgot about that. Yes, the when is it end? The end of June. It's June. Yes. Yeah, the end of June. So. June June thirtieth, or was it twenty eighth? Either 30th, way, yeah, at the end way. of June, Farsight's license with Williams will expire, so there'll be no more pinball arcade with Williams games in it. So stock up while you can. Yeah, you can still play the ones after you bought them, but yes. you cannot purchase new ones. Just a heads up there if you are a pinball arcade fan. I'll tell you, I got a good deal on that Stars Plastic set from uh, Marco. They're going for like 120 I paid 85 bucks for that Stars Plastic kit. Oh, and I didn't get glass. I, I never even went to the booth. Got five sheets. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, so I, didn't, need one. I didn't get any of the – I didn't ask for oh. the – if you remember last week. Yeah, you failed. The, the, yeah, well, the I, stern I, I, I've been waiting in hot anticipation. I know, exactly. I was like, too. The two days since I listened to it. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I just like, you know, I'll just make sure I ask for it earlier next year and I'll just pick it up. I'm, I'm not in a huge hurry. Although the glass is quite scratched, especially on the cheetah, but I, I, I can deal with it. Can you pick it up at Pintastic? Ah, that's right. They're going to be a fantastic. Does Marco no, go to fantastic? No, you're not. Okay, fail. Too bad. Oh, Only well. two months away. Mm, that's true. Fantastic is the next, I guess, big show we go into. But even before that, there's the New York City Pinball Championships. G Fuel. G Fuel. G Fuel for all of us. Yeah. It's going to be the uh, 18th through the 20th. In the greatest city on earth, Albany, New York. No, God, no. <laughs> Not the greatest city on earth. Clearly, it's Skodak. Skodak is the greatest city on earth. So, thanks to Zach and Steve for joining us this week. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Congratulations, Steve, on your new podcast. We wish you all the best. Well, we're going to try. And what's the name of it again? It's the Meltdown, the Meltdown Pinball Podcast, starting soon. And where can it be found? Well, it can be found on meltdown.fubwithbullets.com or meltdownpinball.com also. You can email at meltdown at fubwithbullets.com. And is this the voice you're going to be using on the show? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the Jeff Teolis voice. Hi, I'm Jeff Teolis. Huh. Be Find sure. us on Stitcher and Google Play. Yeah, I can, yeah iTunes, <laughs> Stitcher, and Google Play. This has been Pinball Profile. This has been your Pinball Profile. Wait a minute, Find we just mentioned him. Stitcher. We already failed. We said we weren't going to do that. Uh, we still like him as a person, but I'm not going to plug him. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> Again, Trash Talker, you're just disappointing. 
Yeah. There's you know, Chuck, you know, who's supposedly not the committee. I don't know if I believe that. I think Chuck is the committee. I think so, too. I mm. think when I came to the Trash Talker tournament and he saw my play, I think he was intimidated. Very much so. He was so intimidated he didn't even go to Allentown. I like I like the, the Zach-Steve debates. All two or three minutes of it, that happened. But it was very good. That was exciting. Very yeah, we good. need more debate. Come on. We need more debate. What could you debate about? Spider-Man. Yeah, what could we debate about? Yeah, you g- know, g- Give any opinion, Steve. I'll probably disagree with you. Sure. I'm still especially disagreeing with me on Spider-Man. I'm on the record with that game. So I, so I can so I can dis, so I can debate you on Spider-Man. I can debate Bruce on Twilight Zone. That's number two. You can debate me on Twilight Zone. I have to play that turd in the league every week. Nice. Oh, and it sucks. It sucks. We just got Twilight Zone at the break, so that's joined our league. Twilight okay, Zone so is pretty fun for uh, like five minutes. Come on, guys. Not even five. I think two. Once you make the left and right ramp and do the outer loop, yes, you're fun. <laughs> it's probably got the most boring combo of any Lawler game. The music's what keeps me going in that game. That's the only thing that yeah, makes me happy. everything else, the theme, the music, it's like, damn, I love Twilight Zone, the show. But this like it's just this clunk fest thing. I don't, uh, I don't even I don't even need the show. No, nah, we, we know. You yeah, don't care about show. art. No. Music, the music, theme. The music rocks. I like music I like rocks. I like shooting the right ramp and one time you get right into the powerball. Feels nice. Right 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 into the hole for the collect. Trying mm. to find the timing. I actually really like Fli- the flipping it. Field. Yes, I do like the yes, I like the power field. It just, there. The rules suck. That's basically the problem. How do the rules suck? Well, just multi ball, multi ball. Shoot the same combo to start a mode, l- light both locks. Sounds good to me. Over and over and over. Yeah, my last game over. today was like, what was it, 30 minutes? I think I got like 1.3 for Super Selfie League. It was fun. Yeah, just like I start playing, I'm like, I find the I find the three shots you need to shoot, and I shoot them, and then like I'm like two thirds of the way to the wizard mode. I'm just like I don't want to ever play this again, and then I just keep playing and eventually drain out of sheer boredom. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, I guess I guess that's that endurance part we need during tournaments. So I guess that's why you're not. Ooh. I mean that's that that is definitely you know. Yeah, there's some boredom I, I, at the finals. There's some boredom. I, 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 I did the uh, the Bruce thing where I lost to the winner, you know, mm-hmm. playing Jason mm-hmm. round yeah. one. And I was just like, you know, I did. I went through the entire damn game. I saved the princess. I'm like, <sighs> okay. And then I just sort of like stopped paying attention and drained. That's bad. And yeah. Then, <laughs> then, like I saw him walk up. And I was like, damn it. Like, he's just going to sit there and grind it out and catch yep. up with me. Yes, he I, is. I just do like by one minute like yeah I'm, i lost i just walked away and then like half an hour later finally everyone cheers because the beast has been destroyed and we can go on to round two i i have similar issues just like zach i just get bored if it's if it's it's just after a certain point like i just don't want to play this and that happens a lot when i'm playing twilight zone yes uh, that's, that's that's my issue a lot of games i just don't like or hate i just like uh just that's my weakness. What can I say? Uh, come on. Yeah. It's the, thing, it's the funny thing is I, can, I know exactly what you're talking about. I just keep going. Because so, I'm still having fun. <laughs> you know, it's like, so am I close to the end mode? Oh, can I get some more Powerball, some more Powerfield so I can hack the bonus and get my, and get my you know, Powerball, not my Powerball total, get my loss in the zone total to a stupid amount 
and cash it in and then come out and cash some more in. So what? what's Lost in the Zone is getting through all the, the doors? All the right. doors, yes. Yeah. And how do you, I assume to start the, the modes, it's probably the the shot right in front of you, just like all the Lawler games are? Now, now you got the piano from the upper flipper, or you have the slot machine from the lower flipper. And what do you do to light the modes? Just hit a ramp? You can hit a ramp. Hit the left ramp. Specifically the left ramp, not the right one. So either not ramp does it, though? Either, the left mm-hmm. ramp does. Oh, the left ramp. So right. it's like hit a ramp. Hit the slot machine. Hit the oh, ramp. The hit the slot machine. Don't break. Don't break the slot machine. So it's Adam's family. Yeah. With power field. Yeah. Yeah. It's, with, it's, with it's Adam's field. family, except there's no worry about like how the ball comes out of the scoop or how it cup comes out of the ramp because it just feeds straight to the next shot you need to just keep doing ramp mode, ramp mode over and over. Assuming 100 percent accuracy. I mean, this is lovely. So yeah, assuming, but like, you're assuming like, perfect commentary-based play, like 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 commentators who assume the person's going to make the shot. Which that, why that, I don't that, do that. that. Shot is like in such the side flipper sweet spot that even I can hit it easily on every which shot. I, the piano shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Not I, I really. suck it up in flipper shots, and I'm just like bam, bam on Twilight Zone over and over. Well, that one I use the art to find it. That's the only time I look at the art. It just so the upper like, flipper. It's exactly where I want it to be, and I just flip, and it goes in every time. Well, not every time, but like very high percentages. But I like to make sure that if I'm close to loss in the zone, then I should just start gambling with the power field <laughs> just to see how high I can get it. Or even get a Powerball Mania first. Have a really high value in loss in the zone, and then come out, and then. All right, where's collect bonus? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Get it, get it, get it. It's too bad they didn't have DCS ready for that. Yes. Yep, one game off. One friggin' game off. Fail. Fail. The thing, yeah. the thing that I don't understand is most of those games, they, they were recorded to you know at, at CD quality, if you will, and then they had to be downsampled when they were put on the chip. So somewhere there's got to be the original... Masters. Yeah, because they totally masters. save all that. Well, no, Always. they obviously didn't, but they seem to save a lot of stuff. So why, you know, that would be an awesome find if that was somewhere. It's like DCS Twilight Zone. Did any of you play the Indiana Jones at Allentown with the pin sound? No, no, no it sounded like that. complete crap. Oh no! It was like for once, like you actually have a game of really good sound, you know, and like made full use of DCS. Like, no, we're gonna just like tear sound effects out of the movies and stick them in here instead. I'm just like, no. Or that they had a, a getaway there that just like played like some remix of the actual ZZ Top song instead of the synthesized cover and it just sounded like complete crap. There's a big sound that was just pin sound and I'm like, no. That's disappointing. <clears throat> disappointed! I was very disappointed. Because I played, I mean, I played a Terminator 2 with pin sound and that was pretty um, fun but that was when it was at my local arcade so... Did, did it have break. replacement sounds, or was it just like better? No, it had sound replacement sounds. It had replacement uh, sounds, and I was digging it. No, no, that, that's like pin sound has an option, I think, to just emulate the original sounds, like the original sounds that are in the game in okay. their low quality, but like with better hardware driving it to get better quality out. Which, like, that sounds good to me, you know. But then when you start trying to replace them with your own sound effects, that just doesn't work. Okay, guys, you know what this weekend is. What's this weekend? The 17th annual Dachshund Parade in Rochester, New York. 
<laughs> on that note, woo! Wow. Yeah, see, I know how to put a fucking pin right in that fucking balloon. Just pop it all. Come on, let's go for Spider-Man now. I had to get off fucking Twilight Zone. All right, before we go, Spider-Man, go at it. With what? I I like it. It's my preference. Yeah. Multi-ball, 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 multi-ball. Right. Boring. Not boring. Boring. Just flip, flip, flip. Oh, I drained. Multi-ball, multi-ball, multi-ball. How would you improve it, Zach? Make the modes matter. Make the no, modes. Oh, they be- freaking matter. <laughs> I knew that was coming. What the heck? <laughs> outside of points and lighting wizard mode. Okay, so outside of two awesome things. What are we doing here? Where am I? Who am I on with? <laughs> let's let's take with the, let's 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 discuss. Let me bring Alex Kazmarczyk on to debate. I mean, the dude is the most aggressive on Spider Man I've ever seen. Every time I play him, I'm gonna know I'm gonna be ready for a roller coaster ride because he's gonna attack. Forget a double shot. He's gonna get the triple shot before he starts multi ball, and then he's gonna do another mode because he can. Then he's gonna have two triple shots on the board and catch in some huge jackpot. Meanwhile, I'm behind looking at this like, holy crap. This is what I just stepped into, and now I like even, I like Spider-Man even more. Yeah, this gets boring, but I just ignore it because I'm a tournament player, and I guess all I care about is points. I, right? I, I I get I'm so bored by points. I don't give a crap about points. I was like, or you can actually challenge the ramp of death every so often and go for the mode. You have to go for the ramp of death and survive which, which, which it. Which ramp is ramp of death? The center ramp is the ramp of death. Center meaning left. Center meaning center. Yeah, there's the left on the side, there's the center in the center, to the no, left the of the sandman. Right. It's called the center. <laughs> the center is the, the one to the the center is the alternate venom ramp. That yeah, one. The, the one that when you shoot it, it goes up like knives in the way, then goes straight down the middle. Right. And if it yeah, if it doesn't make it, you're dead. Yep. So you have to survive the ramp of death. And then you so, actually make it off, off the upper flipper instead and drain down the middle. Yeah. So be careful. Choose when you're gonna shoot it. If you're going to go for a mode or not, or if you're going to be scared of a mode, go for multi-ball, 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 and then get beat by somebody who goes for it and gets a triple shot. Oh, no, strategy. We're here at the Silver Ball Saloon, and in the final match, we have Zach versus Steve. Steve has game choice. He's going over to the Spider-Man. Oh, Zach looks disappointed. No, I'm fine with that. I'll just multi-ball, multi-ball, multi-ball. Gotta do it right. Better straddle. Don't stack. <laughs> no, I don't even care anymore. I just we we, we played it in the in the finals for our league, and I'm just like I started trying to like you know build one up with the next one. And they're like, oh, I accidentally shot that shot. Oh well, and I just I stacked both multi balls three times, and it's like, oh okay. With Nothing no matters. multiplier, I'm disappointed. Nah. I mean, come on. What? Why bother? Need... Why bother taking risks shooting shots when you can just be in multi balls? Because it protects against some quick death because you missed your free throws because you're getting bored and so you're losing concentration. And maybe people are heckling you because it's like the trash talker or something. Talk about a good heckling game. <laughs> On a game where you got to hit your free throws. My goodness. You got to hit them. And I can imagine what's going to happen at the TTI if someone's playing Spider Man. You have the ball caught in the right flipper. And you have to hit your free throw. And all of a sudden, like Bruce comes out and just starts. <laughs> Doing something to distract them from hitting it, and then you break it. You break it. Guardians of the Galaxy. We ain't doing nothing if we don't get picked. Yeah, I'll still do it to people. (sighs) Yeah, Yeah, we're gonna crash the party. I'm gonna crash the party. I should start my own podcast just so I can get in it before you guys. How's that sound? Wow, that's harsh. 
It is harsh. It's harsh. I mean, Steve's doing it. Come on. Yeah, technically. I mean, it's not yet. It's not released yet. So, but well, it'll be out. Be- you do it quick enough. <laughs> it'll be out before TTI. Certainly, it'll Way be out before it. this podcast ends. At this point, so yes. <laughs> So that's the Meltdown Pinball Podcast. And don't forget the Riptide Pinball Podcast. But right. we're not doing any other ones. Sorry. And we're not doing any other advertisements because I really got to go to bed. It's kind of late. So do I. Yeah. So um, Pinball Star, Joe Nohart, and Flipper Fidelity, rock and roll. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Zach. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Thanks all our listeners. Don't forget, if you're still awake, it's still on. Please test this out. Go to slamtillpodcast.com and try to download this, preferably in the middle of the day. Report back if you have any issues. We are the Slam Till Podcast. We can be reached at slamtillpodcast at gmail.com. This has been episode 90. Say goodbye, Bruce. Goodbye, the one. 